G'day, Mike. How are you, mate? I'm good. Welcome, listeners. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. It's just, it's just us tonight, mate. Oh, Yogi's out there somewhere, trucking away. Is he, is he trucking away? Yeah, it's a busy uh, field day time, I believe. It absolutely is. A flat knacker over there. Doing that stuff that they do. Yeah. Yeah, we did have we did have a guest lined up, but I found out a little while ago that they can't be with us, oh. so we're just going to have to be entertaining. Yeah, apparently mm. we can be sometimes. I don't know. I've had a couple of beers already, mate, so I'm off to a good start. Let's go. Let's get into it. I've had a Let's... one or seven. Have you? Yeah, been out washing the big rig to Sabo. Have you? Yeah. Did you uh, did you use the Omicron stuff to wash your big rig with? No, nah, because you didn't send me any. It's because I'm selfish like that, mate. Mm, you kept it all to yourself. I did keep it all to myself. You're going to have to uh, just going to have to uh, shell out and get some. I will. Um, you know, mate, I'll tell you what. I was absolutely blown away mm. with it. I've never seen anything work quite like it. In fact, you know, you you just if you wash it, if you wash my four wheel drive, and it was it was like thirty minutes from start to finish, right? But we. It didn't take that long, really, because we were talking about things and Luke was showing me things and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and I was just sort of working my way around trying to get my head around what the different products were and how they worked. And then he just spray the stuff on and, and just squirt it off and everything comes up. Didn't touch the car or the wheels with a brush. The wheels look like they're brand new. Really? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Could have done with some of that today. You probably could have. Yeah, but that, but there's a, there's two there's two sort of things. There's like a bug and tar remover thing that you can spray on, like a like a degreaser, right? And then you've got the purple truck wash that you spray on with the foam, and it's uh, yeah, really good. Purple, you say? It's purple. Yeah, the, the the liquid itself's purple, and you put it into a foam cannon and just spray it all over the place mm-hmm. on the ground and, and everywhere. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Everything. Clean the clean the concrete up as well. You can you can spray whoever's you can spray whoever's beside you with it. Give them a bit of a wash as well. Mm. Yeah, I've got to say, them. I love these products where uh, you don't have to pick a broom or a sponge up. Mm. Um, it's it's good stuff. But well, I'm essentially lazy when it comes to washing trucks and things. Just with washing yeah. trucks, you say. Well, I'm essentially lazy, I suppose. I don't like to. Uh, anyway, Work. short story. Yeah, well, I don't like you can spray the stuff. You spray the stuff on, hose it off, and mate, it looks lovely. Oh, look, it's not a brushless. It's it's not brushless, right? They don't advertise it as being brushless, and they don't say that it's brushless or anything like that. But it'll clean and it I, up. Oh, mate! You, look, you could go nuts with the brush if you wanted to, mm-hmm. and you might make about three percent of difference, in my opinion. With a brush. Yeah, yeah. So it rips how, that much off, eh? How long do you want to spend watching a truck? Oh, not long at all. If not you long. Help it, like not it's, long. It's better if you're not um, out there too long, but I, I must say I have spent all day, if not two, yep. two whole days. Yeah, yep, yep. I'm looking, and I've seen, I've seen videos of blokes kissing their 90 on the guard. Right? I'm not that attached to mine. I mean, I do like them, but I'm not a... That attack. So you don't kiss it, you just give it a rub. Just give it a gentle rub and sort of look back at it as you're walking away, you know. That, right. that, that's about the limit of my attachment. Yeah. But, um, you know, 
go back and make sure that you've locked all the doors properly. (laughs) (laughs) So that was your big trip this week. You went to Sydney. You (coughs) went to Eastern Creek and sold a bit of merch, a few bags, a couple of of, uh, shirts. Yeah, yep, yep. That's right. Been out there doing your bit, and then you went and got your ute cleaned up. That's right. And you know what I discovered at the BP at Eastern Creek? There was nowhere to park. There was nowhere to park. But apart from apart from that, do you know that they? Uh, I, I went. I had to get diesel, right? Now I've got a like a hundred and thirty liter long range fuel tank in my four wheel drive, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to stand at the car pump and do two things. I don't want to stand at the car pump and pay three cents a liter more for my fuel because like the, the the truck diesel's cheaper. Mm-hmm. And let let's face it, it does the same job, right? Are you sure? Yeah. Well. But you'd like to think so, so right? Right. So you're saying it's yeah. probably the same stuff in the tank. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that at all. I wouldn't like to rely on BP or anyone else. All I'm saying is that the truck diesel works in my car perfectly nicely. Thank you very much. It, cause, right? Because it's a big rig. That's right. It is a big rig. It's got truck and life written on. It's a big rig, mm. and I and I drove it into the uh, truck bays at at at. Um, the BP at Eastern Creek, and they got on the microphone thing and they told me to move around to the car base. Oh, no. Right? So they told the truck and life rig to move from the truck bowsers. Yeah, to go around to the car bay and pay pay three cents a litre more for my diesel. How big did you feel? Well, I was pissed off. Hmm. I I, I was about to fill the car up because the fuel light's on, right? Yeah. I'm about about what 120 odd liters of diesel in there, yeah. and instead I put just enough in to get me home. Screw them. Yeah, don't do that to me. Well, that's just not fair, is it? So if it's you had not, a well, caravan on, you'd be right. Well, I don't know. No, I don't know. Or if you'd but stayed the night, you'd be right too. Well, they're worried about me putting some fuel in at the truck houses, right? Hmm. But they're not given. They couldn't give a shit about all the bloody truck, local trucks parked out in the parking bay at the back. <laughs> Haven't they been towing a few away? Well, I don't know if they've been towing them away or not. Or... I did. I did. I did voice my concerns when I went into the cash register inside, though. Yeah. Or is that just yeah. in Melbourne? I don't know. It's just. In, I don't know if they're doing it or not. Yeah. All I all I know is I don't see any reason why I should be required to pay three cents a litre more for my diesel. So they don't have cheap bowsers for the. They don't have truck diesel in the car base. No, you've got to go through. And uh, yeah. And she said, oh, it's just side policy. It's just side policy. I don't care about your side policy. Not when you've got to yeah. pay extra for your diesel. No. And the only reason, as I said, the only re- if I could have if I could have walked, driven away without putting any diesel in, <laughs> I, I would have at that point. But you were captured by the fact that you hadn't put enough diesel in earlier. Well, I was I was captured by the I was captured by the fact that the diesel the lights come on, and mm-hmm. I don't know how far I'm going to get, and I'm on the M7. And where do you buy diesel between there and Pheasants Nest? I don't think you have <laughs> without without no going way. off without no going way. off the M7. No, there's a yeah nothing, nothing. There's nothing. No. Well, you got your phone turned up, have you? There getting bloody text messages and whatnot. That was. That was a that was a, that was a phone text message. Yep, yeah. that's what that was. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I got to I got to um, pay pay one of our 
our advertisers a bit of credit here too tonight. Why um, is that? Well, because we should. And I suppose I'm giving plugs to people that don't oh. advertise. So we've got ang- Angle Assist. Yes. So they make up some great products for helping yes. you with your load so you don't have to climb up on things or yeah. struggle with straps or um, yeah. a, a better way to pull the your release handle. Yeah, on your turntable. On your turntable. So how yeah. to throw straps and some better... Better ways to have angles and things like that. So, a little angle grabber that you can reach up and put the angles on the pallets with. Yeah, yeah, great, great yeah. ideas here. So, angle assist. Yeah. So, you can find them at angleassist.com.au. So, well worth a look, helping out a um, great little Australian company. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a bit of Aussie business ingenuity. Yep. Yeah, the old angle assist. Having, uh, yeah, so they've got some great products there. So everyone, go go along mm. and have a look. I know it's a pain. It's a pain when you're trying to put the angles up if you can't quite reach, and of course then you you try and pull them off and they fall down and dong you on the head. I've oh, done that. And then you, yeah, and then you just put them back up again and you throw a strap mm. and the bastard just falls as you off. Tighten it up, they fall off again. Yeah, yeah. So um, you. The, the tool that you can sort of place them there and hold them there and, and do that. It's a good, it's a good idea. Mm. So and you that, can actually one, slide them up. If you you can hold the strap in place with the little, yeah. the little groove there, hold yeah. the strap in place, push your angle up over a pallet or, or whatever. And the other thing is I remember, I remember doing general and they used to stack the bloody cart pallets and everything all the way up to the roof of the tort line in Italy and you'd only have a couple of inches to throw your steps through at the top. Oh, and you just can't. And you just can't. So there's a thing with a like an extension handle on it. You can flip the flip the straps through the gap. Hmm. Uh, they make it that hard. You can't climb up on anything anymore. Well, you've so, got to have your feet firmly placed on the ground. You do. You yeah. can throw your shoulder. You can definitely throw your shoulder out, buddy. Trying to throw straps and wrapping them up and throwing them through and wrapping them up and throwing them through. It's just pain in the ass. You can nearly throw your shoulder out trying to keep your truck on the road these days. <laughs> but I'm not trying to get you started because... Don't start me. No, because once we start you, we can't stop you. It's too early, mate. It's only quarter past seven. Mm-hmm. On a Saturday night. On a Saturday night. Yeah. Only quarter past seven. Yeah. Too early to start me. It's like the bloody... We've got a rooster out the back, Right. Mm. It cannot tell the time. Right. It starts at about 2.30 in the morning. It's really early then, isn't it? It's an early rooster. Yeah. And it goes all day. Right? Really? It goes all day. Mm. So, you know, I'm very, very tempted to ring the council up and complain about the bloke out the back's cock. <laughs> well, <laughs> yep, I think you should. I think the council will be really receptive of that. I think I should complain about that. That's, that's it's terrible. I'll give you some advice, though. You might want to start the conversation a little different. You might. Um, uh, you may not go dude. much further than that. I can't take the blame for that either. That was we were talking about that. I was just been next door to my mate Dan's place for tea, right? 
Mm. And I was talking about I was talking about the old mate Rooster at the back, and Dan says, "I'm going to complain about his cock." And I thought, mm. okay. <laughs> oh, dear I'm, me! I'm, I'm using that. I'm going to use that mm. anyway. Well, it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a rooster. It's funny, but it, it, it's that that little bit there is a little bit funny. But I'm telling you what, two thirty in the morning when this bastard starts crowing, it's not funny. Mm. I'm surprised it's awake. Look. Most chickens aren't awake at that time of the day. Yeah, I reckon, well, someone did say it was maybe because a sensor light comes on or something like that. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I, I really can't answer that. All I know is if I could get my hands around his bloody neck, he wouldn't be awake for long. Mm. That's all I can yeah. say. I say, it's pretty sleepy around here about 2.30 in the morning. Occasional, yeah. occasional burglar. Yeah. Just had someone someone text and say the best invention for doing your straps, winding your straps up, mm. is on, is on the drill. You know, so you yeah, I have seen you know, them. Yeah, yep. Yeah. There was another guy uh, I saw over in New Zealand. Um, did a had a had a windy thing that you could do your straps up with as well. Mm. Uh, but it plugged in it plugged into the uh, Cayman rail into the gate pocket, the Cayman rail. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. And that had a little handle on it you could sort of uh, wind the handle. And so it had, a, it had like a couple of prongs on it. You, you put one in through the prong and you, you know, wind the handle, wind the strap up, mm-hmm. pull, pull it off and then pull your strap off the prong. But the drill the drill deal is pretty much the same too. If you get it, probably, a, you know, your uh, cordless drill. Yeah. And you get a, a bolt and then weld a little piece on the side of it, and, you know. You, yeah, that'd be good for the livestock blokes, wouldn't it? Because they'd have to roll up a lot of straps after strapping down each cow. <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> that'd be fairly time-consuming. I think uh, you're unbelievable. I've never, you know, it's something I've never done, cart stock. Yeah, because you never don't like rolling it. up all the straps. Well, is that too. I don't like rolling up all the straps. Yeah. No, I... I don't. Uh, I, I can't understand how they can. A, I, how can you sleep? Right, and then there's the monumental stench. Well, of, it's all right because it's at night time. If you're carting chickens, it'd be different because obviously they don't sleep. But mm. you know, if you have got a few cows and a few sheep, they'll probably go to sleep. Mm. But best you idea reckon? is probably put them on early in the morning and get them off late at night. But I suppose yeah. I, know, I, can't, right? I can't say I've done a lot of it. Not in not in the not in the big. The big rigs, done a few, yeah. bit bit in rigids and oh, mm-hmm. yeah, occasionally trailer job. But it's, um, I don't know, I, I take my hat off to the blokes that do it. It's, um, yeah, like um, it, it can be a tough job. Sometimes they walk on quite nicely and other times they don't. Yeah, well, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a very happy camper when it comes to, I don't even like, I don't even like sleeping beside a stock crate. Mm-hmm. I can tell you a funny story about a stock crate, though. Yeah. I was going into Melbourne one day, um, and this is obviously you know, before the Craigieburn Bypass. That'll tell you how old it was. Mm. And there was a fellow driving along in front of me with a stock crate, and some of the cows were were, were um, a little bit messy, to say the better, one of a better description. Mm. And it was a beautiful summer morning, and there's a little bit of traffic, and this bright red Mercedes 500 SLE with a with a because a convertible with a white leather interior 
pulled mm. up beside the back corner of a stock crate, the stock crate in front of me. And <laughs> <laughs> the, and someone uh, the back, got wet. The back seat got the back seat changed colour to a lovely shade of green. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, I can't imagine he wasn't happy. Yeah. No, he was not happy at all. Yeah. But, uh, Look, I don't know. I think some these days things are a little more contained, but yeah. Well, there's know, nothing contained about that. Let me if tell there's you. There's an orifice parked in the right spot. Mm. Um. Yeah, things could probably get quite mm. messy, but mm. it, it's a tough job. Those guys do do it tough. Um, mm. But you know, couldn't pay. Couldn't all, pay me enough. We all have to eat. Well, we do. I I, I do like a steak. You, but, yeah, but you or couldn't a, pay me enough. Or a lamb chop. Or yeah. you know, they move them around the around the countryside, and we all like to wear our. Lovely slippers, or yeah, you know, wear your leather boots, or have a leather jacket, or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm not a not a big fan of the lamb chop personally. Mm. Now, my old mate Sam Kekovich will be after me now. No, I don't. I don't. Not a big fan of the lamb chop. I don't mind a. I don't mind a roast leg or something like that. Yeah, but uh, but uh, I do like I do like uh, I do like pork steaks. Yeah, they're no good for you. I don't care. <laughs> nah, speaking I, I, of, I like the lean. But anyway, speaking of... Speaking of things that are no good for you, mm. um, the uh, the weight loss challenge that we're going to do. Ooh, we've had some interesting messages on that too. Have we? we? should call it. Lighten your load was a suggestion I got. Yeah. The light, the light in your load program, or something right. like that. I we, don't know. We'll have to announce something early next week about what we're going to yep. call it, how you sign up. Um, yep. But had a bit of interest. Yep. And um, it's good to see if you people want to be involved to um, yeah. actually, yeah, do something to change their health. Well. I uh, I took a photo of myself in the mirror in the bathroom, like a frontal on a profile, mm-hmm. and then I got on the scales in the bathroom. Yeah, and they said, "Get off, you fat bastard!" Yeah, so you took all the vital measurements. <laughs> I did. Yeah, and I I am gobsmacked by uh, how much I weigh. I I I I'm a little bit heavier than I thought I was. Right. To put it that way. Okay, so you got to be careful on the steer then, is that what you're saying? Well, mate, i tell you what, I could go over on the steer quite easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you can't, you know, you can't really get any concessions for it either these days. No, I reckon I need to, I need to have a bit of a chat to someone and see if I can pay the fees with and have some bloody, uh, some, some road-friendly suspension and maybe I can next <laughs> Next half a ton, I'll be right, you know. No, no, you can't go doing that. You'll just start wrecking all the bridges and stuff. Oh, no. No, we can't have that. Uh, seriously, mate, I, uh, last time I weighed myself, I was uh, early in January before I hurt my shoulder, and I thought I wanted a little bit of a weight loss kick, and I thought I was quite happy. I'd lost a few kilos. I was down to about 145 kilos. Mm. I got on the scales the day before yesterday, a hundred and fifty eight point three. Right. Hundred and fifty eight point three. So um, 
you haven't been on a weight loss program though, have you? No. But it's very yeah. easy to do, like hard to exercise when you well, I, I spent incapacitated a little. I spent uh, probably the best part of four months with my knee wrecked and and uh, wearing the leg brace and all that sort of thing. Mm. <clears throat> and struggling around, sitting on my fat ass. Obviously, I didn't <clears throat> I didn't eat, didn't change my diet at all. I continued to consume. Um, all the bickies and the beers and all the things that I, you know, that I, that I normally consume. Right, so you're saying now that may not have been a good idea. Probably not. Mm. Probably not. It is I know a, that... It's a hard thing to get out of, though, when you're mm. particularly not able to exercise or whatever and you're sitting around. And your life's been disrupted a bit too by... <laughs> not been able to go to work or, or mm. whatever. And because of a change in the, your patterns of behaviour, yeah, you, particularly in these circumstances, you're comfort eater, I suppose. I'm a, I'm a big comfort eater. Mm. I'm a huge comfort eater. I like, I love food. I do. Mm. Oh, and, wouldn't? It's uh, good stuff and we manage to yeah. make stuff that's irresistible and addictive. And, um, and, and Rose is an excellent cook. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've been on a pretty good paddock. Mm. So, you know, you know those fat lambs you're talking about? I'm mm. one of those. <laughs> yeah. Walk around the paddock grazing on a bit of grass. That's right. No, well, I've been, I've been grazing, I haven't been grazing on clover. I've been grazing on pork steaks and pork bellies and mm. crackling and baked potatoes and all that sort of stuff. Have you found out that? You can have an air fryer and do a lot of stuff mm. that's very, very tasty. I've done that. We're, we're on the air fryer thing now. Mm. And I, I, I just had some had a bloke telling on. Someone else is texting me now. What else is going on here? Oh, too much for you. Some companies won't employ you if you're over 130 kilograms as the seats aren't rated above that. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. That's, that's news to me. Well, it's a so, lot of um, weight to add to your Triton too, isn't it? It is. That's why I've got the uprated suspension. Yeah. Well, I've got. I definitely got an uprated suspension in mine. Yeah. But the, yeah. the thing about it too is is striving to actually live a healthier lifestyle and and be a little fitter, like, and and we're all guilty of of um, indulgence in our food. Yeah, but it does hamper how we live our lives. Like yeah, it's well, not, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, but anyway, I don't know. I'm going to have to do something about it. As I said, I was just next door having tea with the neighbour, with the neighbour, and I've been told now I don't know whether this is right or wrong, and I've been he, uh, he neighbour's dad swears to me that it is that if you if you sort of don't eat after seven o'clock at night and before midday the next day, you sort of have that period of a, as a fast mm. that it changes your metabolism and you start to use your food differently. I believe that's no. fairly true. Do you? Yeah, not a dietitian, but I'm not a dietitian either. I think one of the biggest things you have to remember is that everybody um, reacts differently to different diets and that you know, needs and you know food allergies. Um, the way that you know. Your body does handle certain things, so mm. 
sometimes it's a lot of a lot of process of elimination for what doesn't work for you. Like, mm, no, I know what doesn't work for me. Those bloody shake things don't work for me. I've had two goes of those. So it doesn't work for you because you I don't hate them. like them? I hate them. But did it work or not? No. No, because no. you didn't like them. No, no, I don't like the taste of them. I don't like yeah. the texture of them. I don't mm. like the... But I if that's like the case, then you don't anything do about it, them. you know. Um, I know people that go on a, on a full sort of carnivore diet and that right. works for them. Other people that go on a very, like a lean chicken or lean, mm. lean pork diet with green leafy vegetables and yeah. as much as that you, you can eat. But but others, that, that can have a reaction with all the green leafy vegetables. Not many, yeah. but, you know. But, yeah, I always got a message. Fasting is very good. It's, yep. It trains your body to actually start, particularly in weight loss, to use your stored energy. That's mm. a more pleasant way of saying you're fat, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, well, stored energy. So you'd be like a big battery, mate. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could probably power, I could probably power half a dozen bodies. Well, you know, it, it's it's actually quite simple maths in most cases. On yeah. Calories in, calories out. But if you don't, if you don't show your body that it's time to burn fat, yeah, it won't. It'll keep relying off whatever you're shoving in your gob. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Mm. I really don't. don't I, eat, maybe. Maybe no, that's well, very poor advice. Very poor advice. That, yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, I, I spoke. I spoke to the doctor about it the other day. I went to the doctor and had my and got signed off to go back and do the uh, the trial of normal duties. And I did mention to him that I was sort of going to go and do this weight loss challenge. Mm. And he said that we don't eat anything fatty. Don't eat anything fatty. Said, yeah, you don't eat anything fatty. And I said, "What? Well, so no, like lean meat and everything." He said, "No, don't eat anything fatty." Yeah, right. It's a joke. That was mm. a joke. That's a joke. You didn't, you didn't get it, did I you? I did because he's calling you fatty. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Mm. I wouldn't say that about my doctor. No, my doctor wouldn't do that. They say he's, ice uh, baths are good for you as well. Yeah, we can stick that too. I'm not doing that. Why not? Why not? Because it's cold. You could just, every morning, <laughs> you could go for a little drive down to the gong. Yep. And jump in the ocean. That's cold enough for me. You can go to Buggery too, buddy. Mm. I'm not doing that. It's not It's not like up here with our warm coastal. Don't have time for that rubbish. that they say lovely. Six degrees or whatever. No, I'm not a big fan of that jumping in cold water either, I can tell you. Mm. I actually had, yeah, had a little trip no. down to to the Central West the other, this this week and, mm. yeah, it was all, all good going to bed while the truck was warm, eh? Mm. Yeah. Gets a bit yep. tough being an old office working here. Yep. Yeah, waking up yeah. when it's two degrees somewhere. No, no, nothing but that. Anyway, just seeing as how we don't have a guest tonight, mm-hmm. If there is anyone out there that wants to call in and join us for a bit of a chat, our number's 0491 825 633. That's 0491 825 633. Know this going in, though. It's Saturday night. It's pretty light. We're not going to get into any heavy-duty trucking stuff. Mm. That's safe for Wednesday night. Mm. You want to be a little bit irreverent 
and take the mickey out of someone, that's fine. We can do all that. Mm. And, you know, but I just don't want to get bogged down in heavy duty truck and stuff on a Saturday night. I'd like to know everyone's been for a holiday. Yeah, that'd be nice too. Well, we, we travel. We did half the country with yeah. a pack of children. And, yeah. um, you know, it was a great adventure. And I'd love to hear some more stories about, you know, where people went and what they saw. Mm. You know, our, our kids had a ball mm. going, you know, like Uluru. But, you know, even going up into the Cape and things like that, you know, that's something that you don't see every day mm. and and it's worth going there. Um, there's some there's some great national parks to go and have a look at and some good tourist attractions within them yep. that are actually quite educational. So, yeah, I don't know if there's anyone out there that's that's had that type of experience. Anyway, feel free to call in. Yeah. 0491825633. Going to go to a song, are we, or what? We might, actually. We yeah. should go and have a quick song. Right, eh? See what happens. See what happens. Fill the beer up and whatnot. You could do that, too, if you want to. Right, eh, mate? Right, eh? We'll go to a song, a bit of the, um, the Mighty Boss Tones. Impression that yeah. I get. Right. Eh?
Hey, Mike, we're back. We are back. And we're uh, we're on our own because nobody's bothered to ring in, so there you go. It's all right. Uh, we keep getting text messages. Uh, anyway, I don't know. So I don't understand. You've got an interesting story about a koala, is that right? Mate, mate, I have. He's... Uh, He's uh, he's done about six thousand bucks worth of damage in a nursery. Right. Claude, Claude the koala. Right. So when we're talking about a nursery, we're talking about a plant shop, not a childcare yeah, centre. That, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Right. right okay. He's got a uh, Claude the koala, and he's gone on a six thousand dollar rampage in New South Wales nursery. He has a very large appetite, and he knocked over a heap of their seedlings mm-hmm. until the, until the nursery owner caught him. They said green handed. Um, (laughs) that's terrible thousands of dollars worth of tree seedlings went missing in the New South Wales nursery and everyone was confused right yeah Humphrey Harrington was the fellow at the nursery first first of all it was the possums so over a period of about two months they were were leaving leaves out and and all that sort of thing the mystery continued and then one morning, Mr. Harrington caught the thief in the act. It was a male koala in the midst of a food coma. He was too full to get away. So I thought they only ate one type of leaf. They do, eucalyptus leaves. Yeah. So it was obviously a, a eucalyptus Seedlings, nursery. yeah. Yeah, well, they had eucalyptus seedlings, I expect. Right. Uh, they realised it was a koala, not a possum. They tried to put a towel around him to move, but he had huge claws. They moved him a few hundred metres down the road, but that didn't make much difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he got pretty stroppy when they picked him up. He was a little bit pissed off. Oh, uh, hang on. Uh-huh. We've got a caller. We've got a caller. Have we? Right, eh? It's the, the other big bear. Is that, well, you can hang on for a minute because we haven't finished talking about Well, I'll bring him in and then he can talk anyway. How you going? Hey, Jack. Hey. What's going on today? I don't know. I think we just dropped Mike out when I was trying to um, bring you in. So I'm now, now going to have to bring him in. Sorry, listeners, it's been very confusing Six, here. One, four, Now we can't five, even get him. Three, no. one, four, three, nine, eight. Oh. Isn't available right what, now. Please leave a GitHub um... message. Up. Right, you there, Mike? You there, Mike? I am. You cut me off. Now we've lost Yogi. <laughs> you've, you've lost it. Oh, we had Yogi it. come in and you dropped out. Well, you cut me off. Maybe I did. You or maybe I didn't. But anyway, now we've got to get Yogi to ring back because I'm afraid I'll cut you off again. Well, I don't care. Oh, so back to your bear story. Well, he swallowed, he's eaten hundreds of, actually they, they say he swallowed thousands of, the seedlings. Hmm. He racked up a bill of six grand, and uh, that's that. Yeah, right. Here's Yogi again. Let's try this. We'll do right. it better this time. Here we go now. Now we've got your both. Look out. I can hear the Gen 2. She's a Jake uh, break. Jake break Saturday, is it? Yeah, I reckon. Uh, no one called in. Welcome. Hey boys, how are we? Since no one called in, I thought I'd call in. You got me for about eight minutes, I reckon, and then we're gone. Is that right? Yeah. We were just talking about bears. 
minutes of phone service, so you'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> I phone in you lot if you're listening. Phone yeah, in just... say hello because these boys won't hurt. They don't fight much. Oh, well, I've tried. To, I mean, unless you want me to do off-colour jokes and talk about news.com, <laughs> we might need a bit of a hand, eh? I'll be listening. I'll be listening. So knock yourself out. You, know, you go for it there. But, um... <laughs> I did, I did hear a little bit about the strap rolling up. Just roll, you got two hands and a half feet, roll them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never seen anyone come up with a better idea for chains. Mm. Oh, yeah, chains are going to go in the bucket. Still roll the bucket. Them over, loop them over. Yeah, loop yeah. them over. Go yeah. under one, a little, little bit of a knob. But I've got nice and short chains, so... Because I'm getting old or smarter or I don't know what I'm getting, but I'm getting somewhere. So uh, I've cut all my chains. So, you, yeah, they're nice and easy to manoeuvre. Yeah. Do you have them colour-coded? Uh, yeah, they're all silver in a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I always have green, green, yellow and red. Right, eh? Oh, uh, what, what's the red mean? Red was the, red was the long ones. Right, Ye- eh? Yellow was in the middle and... Green was the short one, so if you grabbed an end, at least you thought you might have been grabbing what you want. Yeah, I used oh. to sort of just remember what how long mine were. Yeah, I've well, never, <laughs> never heard of that, but uh, I mean, I'll look each to their own. I mean, you probably line your crayons in to back it up as well, one. Oh, dear. How many times have you dragged them all out on the ground looking for the short one? None. None. Never. No, no, they've got their specific places. I've got buckets for them all. Oh, I, I, used to, I used to use the five-litre oil containers and just cut the, you know, cut mm. the top off and keep the handle, you know, yeah. and just put them in the, like feed them into that. Yeah. Well, I see, I, I use little chains for little machines and big chains for big machines, and, and I've got really, really big chains for really, really big machines. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, 13 mil, which I'm going to rip out tomorrow. I've got a 25 ton machine tomorrow, so we'll be pulling some big chains out tomorrow and making yeah. it all work. Mm. Yeah. Um, Try well, and get home for Father's Day tomorrow, gentlemen. That is my plan. To, to be home? Plan? Yeah, so push on tonight, uh, load in the morning, yeah, do another run down for the field days and then home and then. Maybe low tomorrow afternoon, but if not, be home tomorrow night for Father's Day. Well, that'd be nice. It will be nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a nice. Been a, been a, like, this is the week, you know, you see me on TV, but I work, you know, sort of seven days and seven nights, and you're at it all the time. And and uh, the big girl, she let me down, the big purple 900. I got the Centre Baron at the start of the week, so <gasps> I end up being about 24 hours behind. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I'm just catching up a little bit at the moment. I've had customers, yeah, it's between uh, two lots of field days, so you get customers that get a little bit jumpy, like I've committed on moving their gear, and they get a little bit jumpy, and I'm sort of known as being fairly reliable in what we do, and uh, yeah, when you're sort of, you know, not going anywhere, and the day you should be there, and uh, but anyway, it's been a very big trend back to life. The Bachelor of uh, Hydraulics, Mr. Bandom, 
he fixed me up down home. He's uh, spot on and got to go on a waging truck. Then had to part and we're away, you know. So I pulled out home, got five days up the road, and she went shutter, 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 not tonight. So yeah, put mm. back in, turn her in, come back. And it's one of those things too with the centre bearing. You just never know, do you? No, no, no. Well, luckily enough, I, I did a going over a bit of a rise of a hill and and uh, got a good mate, big cattle farmer, mate of mine's driveway was there and I sort of pulled over and could smell rubber and had a look around and seen what I was looking at with the torch and all that bit of rubber around that centre bearing doesn't look too flash. And so I just hit the brakes and uh, hit the maxis and rolled into his front driveway. Mm. So, yeah. His wife came out, thought I was loading something. I said, no, no, I'm all done for the night. She said, oh, do you want to lift over? I said, no, I can literally walk from here. But anyway, Amanda's coming, so yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah. And there's... Yeah, I'll take one of the youths, take the car, you know, take what you need. I'm not all good for <laughs> yeah. and, that, and, and that's where PJ spent the night, eh? She spent the night in the front yard. Right out in the front, <laughs> in his ball paddock. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. So this is the biggest week for field days over there, is it? Uh, yeah, so at, the end, at the end of the run, I was at, uh, yeah, a lot goes on now. We've got a lot of, a bit, bit sort of warming up. Hot days start coming through. Um, harvest is sort of impending, you know, like mm. not far away. And we've had Minganew up north, and then we have Down Field Day, and then we've got Nudigo Field Day down south. Um, and then it sort of leads into a couple of other southern shows, the Eastern show, Albany show. But um, yeah, it's sort of a busy time of the year. It's the start of our, basically the start of our harvest season. Mm. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's sort of go time. So you'll start moving a few headers around soon? or? Yeah, oh, funny enough, the last load I did before I dropped the centre bearing was that fast header on jewels, on track, sorry, so... That would have been an interesting little breakdown of 20, 25 sons sitting on the old highway, but anyway, that didn't happen. Yeah. See you later, boys. Mm. So it was lucky it happened when it happened. Oh, we lost you. You there, Mike? Yeah, no, I'm here. I've just been I've been I've been looking at the I've been looking at the time. Mm. I'm thinking to myself, he's done well, and then all of a sudden he drops out. He's gone. That's what that's what happens to you in Western Australia all the time. That's what happens to you down the Pacific Highway all the time. <laughs> and you can pick the spots, can't you? Just about. You can nearly. You can pick the spots. There should be marks on the road. <laughs> yeah, there should. So... Well, you can you can put marks on the road. One one kilometre to go. Yeah, and yeah. you can say you say to the missus, oh, I'm going to run out of phone service here in about half a kilometre, and she'll go, "How do you know? I just, I just know." Yeah, <laughs> you go down through certain dips or gullies, and yeah, and it yep. just, yep, yep, gone. Yep. Yeah, you can even lose lose phone service on the M7 at the top, at the top of the hill there at Elizabeth Drive. Yeah, let's get another someone caller here, mate. We'll bring him yep. in. G'day, who have we got here? Yeah, it's um, Mick, or otherwise known as Muff. Here Muff. you go, mate. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Hey, oh. look, don't get a dirty mind about the name. And there's a town in Ireland called Muff, and there's oh. spirit, a bottle of spirits called Muff. So it's <laughs> Is there? people, yeah, <laughs> research it. But uh, yeah, anyway, it's um, oh. look, I love what you guys buddy do. It has <laughs> really changed my view on buddy. Uh, the whole industry. I'm a an old schooler. Yeah. Fifty four. Met you right. guys in uh, casino. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. Did, did you meet me too? Mike, I met Mike. Yeah, that's me. Hmm? Yeah, 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 met you. So was it early in the morning or late at night? No, 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 no. it was because uh, I couldn't bring my truck down uh, getting in late to Brisbane so I had to jump on the bike and, and oh, right. ride, ride down. Yeah. But uh, I've got accommodation in Buddy Casino because the in-laws live there. Right. Yeah, right, eh? Hands right, I'm bloody listening to you guys tonight because the, the, the better half down in casino at the moment. Right, right, eh? Yeah. Great show, yeah. like a great show, great effort what you guys, buddy, did. Mm, and thank I you. can tell you from majority of the locals, they appreciate it as well. Mm. That that was a big show there, eh? Oh. Bloody awesome. Mm. And yeah. funny that Mike talked about uh, our little, our, Mike, with you, Mike, our conversation was uh, about us both going over on the steer action because I sent you that photo of me and Yogi. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, I've already lost five kilos since then, and then it's all yeah. from home cooking. Really? Well, I reckon you lost them, mate. I found them. <laughs> I'm quite prepared to give you a few more if you want. No, no, I'm good, thanks, buddy. I've got enough. I've got 158 of the bastards. I'm good. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you, you're on a challenge now to, to lose a bit more? I, I've been on a challenge for a while because uh, I worked for a company. This I was one of the techs with about 130 kilo um, um, weight limit on chairs. And I oh, right, right. Uh, a company that, uh, yeah, they wouldn't employ you because their chairs aren't rated above that. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm only, what well, I'm down to 110 now. Mm. Right. So I'm 115. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, but what, are, you, you guys, you understand. What options have we got? My missus, I mean, my company works for me. They've given me a microwave in the truck. Nowadays, yep. I take, take meals from home what the missus yep. cooks mm. yep better option than what you can get what are your options kfc mcdonald's um <laughs> well depending where you travel they become very limited yeah um the old right there are old roadhouses unless you go out to buddy in june you can still get a half decent feed there at in june mm. if you're out that way you know like that it's it, it they just don't look after us how, how they mm. used to. I mean, I started driving in 94 after I got out of the military. Mm. And uh, with, well, your good old mate, buddy Kieran, mm. and we know who we're talking about. Yeah, me and him, were, he got me a job at John L. Pierce. Right, eh? Yeah, back, back in those days. So that's how far we go back. Yeah, right, eh? but, um, Yeah, and... Right, I take Matt off to what he's doing with the Colonel thing. Mm. Yep. Mm. But I, as I keep, I talk to him regularly, and I said, "Well, that's a start. But mm. geez, we need to look at buddy, the rest of the industry as well." Mm. Yeah, Kieran just rings me up to stir, stir me up about driving a dash. That's what he does. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no. Oh, really? He sends me pictures because now I'm in the Ice Volvo. Ah, yes, I know. The Volvo, he keeps sending yep. me pictures of where I can get Volvo bedding and um, <laughs> tassels to go across the front windscreen. You've got to, you've got to have the tassels, though. Well, oh. I'm actually, with a guy I work for, he's ex-military, just like, 
I am and like Kieran is, and uh, I thought about just doing that just to stir the boss up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, and come in with the, the appropriate headwear as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that'd be a truck and life cap, you mean? Bloody oath, that would be a truck and life cap. That'd be the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Look, I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, I... I Grew up in gunning as a kid. Loved. I was a little blonde-haired kid that used to stand on the southern side of the gunning and race out, but he get all the trucks to toot the horn. And even if I couldn't make it over the years, they, even if I couldn't make it out there, they come past and toot anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Back in, I was at about seventy-five, I think it was. And um, yeah, I remember. As soon as I could get enough money together to buddy to buy a trucking life magazine, my mother cursed and sweared, saying, "Oh, that's no good, you know." Like, you... <laughs> and as a teacher told me, which was everyone's heard, you won't make money staring out. Of... Oh, you will never do any well if you stare out a window. Mm. Well, mm. fuck me, I've done all right. <laughs> mm, they're so they're so wrong, aren't they? If they're not yeah. familiar with the industry. Yeah. And, like, I'm an ex-owner driver. Once I got out of the military, you know, like, I, I served in Iraq and, and uh, in 03, got out and with, and with my danger money, bought a truck. No, mm. but uh Roadmaster truck, 20-speed Spicer, old school shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but nasty the horse, we've all been through them, mm. you know. Yep. But uh, I really was losing interest in the industry and until the likes of you and Copy Southbound and Bruce, you know, like, really fired me back up again. Mm. Yep. And that's why I joined the National Road Freighters, Mm. you know, because Mm. there's, it's, it's a, it's a great industry. Yeah. Yeah. We we certainly do have our moments. Oh, look, we're, but we, we are our own worst enemies. Right. We don't. Yeah. 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 I mean, originally when, I mean, oh, shit, I've been driving B-doubles since when they first come, oh, 97, I think, I got my B-double license. Mm. I had to go do my five questions on top of my HC, (laughs) you know, and then the boss said, there's your uh, new truck. And I'm like, fuck. There you go. There's your new. Yeah. Your new combination. Yeah, self-taught, but he asked a lot of questions, as we did back in those days. He asked a lot of the old generation, you know, what am I doing wrong, you know? And they won't tell you, and uh, it's still the same today. Nobody will give you advice unless you ask. Mm. Mm. So you're not an owner-driver now? No, no, no. I I lost my my truck and all that, as I called through the flood. Yep. The nasty divorce. I've looked at going back, but uh, yeah, look, they've, yeah. they've changed the goalposts yeah. too much for my liking. But you, you still enjoy the industry, though. I um, I am growing to enjoy it again. Believe yeah. It. yeah, like I, I was ready to give it all away, mm. and I'm an interstater now. I've, I've uh, back doing interstate for a great company. Yeah. No, they don't pay the best best dollars as as 
many people have told me, but I say I have the best conditions. Mm. Yeah. And to me, that's a monetary value in itself. Yeah. You know, like, so, yeah, it's great to chase the top dollar. You know, I mean, I'm going back to, I'm in the same money now as I used to in, in 96 when I was still, I started off with double R, where mm. everything was fast. Fast women, fast trucks, fast cars, fucking fast food, fast, yeah. everything was fast. You know, and I'm taking home, you know, $1,900 a week back in, yeah. in those days, but uh, you never saw home. Mm. I'm home every weekend. So they're looking you know? looking after you. Yeah, and, and um, that's the monetary value in itself. That's mm. what people have got to realise. You know, like, yeah, it's good to earn the big coin, but you've got to live a life as well. Mm. You know, and, yeah. yeah. But like I, like I said, I mean, you guys are doing a great job, and uh, the only reason I'm on the phone tonight because there's a missus away in, in casino, and I thought, what am I going to do tonight? Oh, <laughs> listen to the lads. I think yeah. the lads are up to you. Yeah. We're just, yeah, sitting around doing our bit. We, so, we are. So we try to lighten the, the, the um, conversation sometimes about, you know, truck driving to just come back to like being on the road and how how's um with with a bit of uh being looked after by your employer, do you get to have a bit of time off and travel? Like is that an interest of yours? Look, my boss if like I used to just drive triples out western Queensland and I had a mate of mine, um, real good mate, a Scottish mate of mine, he, his wife died. And they said, if you need to, we'll, we'll send you up to um, Mackay and uh, on the way home you can just drop in and spend a few days with, with him. Mm. Yeah. And, I mean, what company does that where they prepare to let your driver pull into a, 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 a town, which is close to, it's not wasn't far off the route, but then have a truck sit up for three days. Mm. Yeah, not, you know? not not many. No, yeah. no. You know, like they, I busted, uh, I cracked two teeth about a month ago, and they, you know, I said, oh, and I'm always, I don't know, makes me military. You just want, to, you always want to get the job done. You want to, you know, do it efficiently. But it, and I said, oh, just give me the day off, and I'll get these teeth sorted, and I'll be good to go tomorrow. Mm. No. Have two days off. You know? so, so, if you had a choice of holiday destination, where would it be? Oh, look, Seminyak, Bali. Back to back to Bali. That's where I proposed to um, my missus. Oh, right, right, eh? Yeah. So yeah. you can't drive there for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so okay. I've got to drive. Um, <laughs> You know, like I love um, oh, either seventeen seventy. Oh yeah. Or, or um, what's the uh, Woodgate? Woodgate is and actually, I'd say Woodgate. I'd go to Woodgate. Okay, Woodgate. Enlighten me there, Woodgate. I'm not. It's it's not fast. Uh, it's it's in between seventeen seventy and, and and Bundaberg. It's oh right, eh? Yeah. It's just. It's just heaven. There's a, the pub. They've done it all up. The good feed. They've now put in uh, caravan parking, and it was 
self-contained parking, but it's just not far from Childers. Oh yeah, 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 mm. yeah. So that's my that's my little that'll be my slice of heaven. Mm. Mm. It's it's amazing when you drive up down the coast and you go past places and and you you don't as as a truck driver you don't get to go there. We we travelled around in a caravan and. You know, there's places, and I'm just trying to find this on a map of a place we went to, and you, Clear, Clearview. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. And you drove, drove past it all the time, and you look at the ocean, and you, you know, you see the, the caravanners and that there, and you think, geez, I'd love to go there. So we. Clearview is beautiful. Yeah, so we actually managed to stop there on our, on our travels, and I was amazed there, the. Um, the way the tide goes out there. On the mud flats. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Amazing. like you don't see the same thing anywhere else. It's just There's a have, did you see that truckies parking bay there at Clearview? Oh I don't know if I've ever actually stopped in it. No, but, no, no, but it's it's but I try, regularly when I go up that way I've tried it you you gotta get in early or else it's it's only a small parking bay but uh you get in there and you wake up in the morning and you open up your curtain and you just go and look through the gum trees and you just go, oh, my God, look at that. Yeah. And it's, you know, like, yeah, and there's a toilet block and all that. But mm. we, won't get in, we won't get into parking base because you'll get me on my, uh, my high horse. No, we don't want to go there tonight. <laughs> don't, don't start not, him. Don't not, start not, to, <laughs> not tonight. Not tonight. Yeah. That's, I'm like Kieran. It's, it's one of my biggest gripes is the lack of facilities mm. you know like and i you know like rod actually got me to join rod hennessy got me to join the buddy in our national road freighters you know like and i was meant to be in wagga hence where kieran stepped up instead of myself but anyway there's uh he's doing a good job mm. and um but there's no use sitting in the on the sidelines but he whining and whinging and bitching, you know, you need to step up and do something about it. Mm. And uh, like I've said, the Kieran's doing his part, and like hopefully next year I'll be down in Shepparton. Yeah. And uh, I'll do my part because one of my biggest gripes is parking bays facilities. Well, there's a lot of work going on to try to improve that. Um, So Yeah, but it's... Really, I mean, the, one of my biggest things is like you look at. Um, I pull into regularly tea gardens just north of Newcastle. There, mm. it's part of the whole, whole highway, and they've turned it into a rest area. It's beautiful. It's off the side of the road. It's down low. You don't hear any road noise. And it doesn't matter what road you you can mention any road, and I'll, I'll tell you, there's there's an area there, Hume Highway. There's a section of the Hume Highway where there's still the old road. Mm. Yes, it's been granted back to the farmers, but I'll guarantee you the farmers aren't using. They haven't ploughed that road up, so they're not using it. But I reckon the government can turn around and say, "We're just going to buy this section off you. We're going to fill this in, and we're going to turn that into a parking bay, and we'll put some of those combo, um, those dunnies in there. Those, um, you know, the eco-friendly mm. toilets. Yeah, and we don't care so, as long as we've got somewhere to." To go, mm. you know, yeah. like 
there's some discussion about some of these self-cleaning toilets or very easy to clean toilets and that mm. um, to, to help in having new parking bays. But in, in this conversation about the parking bays, we need to all probably lobby like local councils and, and state-based um, authorities to to do something about it because there is funding there but they need to apply for it and i just recently did a questionnaire and it was only for new south wales even though i live in queensland nowadays mm. you know mm. like, but i travel into new south wales and they were doing a questionnaire and, and i i put in my submissions saying that it like you need more pull-off areas um just on the side of the road Mm. And there's there's ample, there's there's enough there, but there could be more. And then I said every two and a half, two to two and a half hours, you need a, a decent parking bay. Then every five hours, so virtually like you change over points, you need a, a place where you know you can fit two hundred odd trucks mm. and have toilet facilities and shower facilities. Now these and people go, oh showers. Of, and I said no, but you look at most, I guarantee you, most truckies, and I would be, quite happy to buy a code to put in for mm, uh, definitely. a pin, you know? Yeah. And that's what they do in America, you know? Like, I think they charge 20, uh, mates who have been over there, so that's about 25 bucks, and they, they get a full ensuite. Mm. Now, mm. IOR, some of their places are just, you know, you just use your swipe tag, and you swipe it. I don't care what it looks like, I just want to have a shower. Mm. Yeah. But that's like the Av data system for truck washers and that, and, and they've got facilities there to shower and toilets. But yeah. that similar style of, of arrangement would would not only benefit like truck drivers, but would also benefit um, some caravanners or, you know, whatever. As long as you're paying for it and they mm. use that money to then look after the facilities... What's yeah. it going to do to the community? Mm. But the community, you're going to have people employed to, in that local community to go clean yeah. or check, and, you know, like, and, and that's, and look, I, we all know what some truck drivers are like, they'll, they'll whine about buddy reaching into their wallet, you know, mm. the, but, you know, that's horses for courses, mm. but I mean, at the end of the day, majority majority of us want to have facilities yeah. and we're deprived of facilities. Yeah, but if we, if we find a way to bring more people into a community, to they'll all shop there, like probably more so. Like it's got more benefits for, for other travellers that might go back into town and do a bit of shopping there as well. Um, mm. So, you know, they're all out there. They can, they can put in for funding. So. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> as as you know yourself, most people are oblivious to. I mean, people. Oh, I've had Kieran say once you get on the bandwagon. I said, well, shit, I'm an interstate truck driver, and that's no excuse because when you look at what Rod does, hmm. but you know, like I'm, yeah, I'm looking at stepping up to the plate because it's. I've said to Kieran, I said it's going to be my passion in the next. You know, like to. But I actually said to Rod uh, before he got me to join 
National Road Photos is um, what can I do to, to make a change to this industry? You know, because I said, I, I'm just about done. You know, there's there's places out west which really give you good food, good, well, mediocre shower facilities, but I mean, you know, like Injun, the, the shower there, you can get a great tucker, but you got to be careful where you step in the shower, or else you might fall through the floor. Mm. Yeah, but you can have a shower. Mm. Well, rust, uh, rusties used to be like that. Yeah, rusties in the ass. Yeah, wasn't it? No, uh, rusties on the way into Brisbane, plainly in the oh. plainly in the. Oh, day. sorry, sorry. That, yeah, that, that used that used to be like that. You could you you know you could, had to watch where you were putting your feet in the bathroom. Mm. But it's been mm. all done up there. And... It's done up now. Yeah, I'm talking about the old rusty uh, before it's yeah, done up there. But in June, they got the they got the block out the side there, don't they? The... Mm. It's only just a demandable but yeah. set up. You know, like, and it's just, it's old, but still hot water, still a shower. Mm. But the food is good there. The food is good. You know, like, yeah. it's still, but they don't, they're not open 24. you got to really time your, time your, you know, especially where I was running road trains out that way, you know, you'd sit there and go, oh, shit, I'm not going to make in June, so I've got to pull up a Roma. Mm. Mm. food, so, you know, and, yeah, they just don't really care. I mean, service centres. <laughs> They're not service centres, you know, mm. what, what you're going to do. What, I mean, one of the best I can, I, the only ones I can really rate on the, on the highway is Maxwell if you get in there before six o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and uh, Nambucca Heads, you can still get a full cooked meal at Nambucca. Then oh, the rest right. with the um, cool bar tree, is it? Yeah, but they they do a uh, full cooked meal. You can get in there in the morning and have poached eggs, but yeah, you can get a meal, sit down meal. Mm. But you look at Port Mac is that he uh, just takeaway. Mm. Um, unless you, you know, I mean, I'm not giving a what's that mob the, the green mob they do a all of us, all of us, yeah. You know, like, but not all of us are looking at that type of food. Maybe some of us should for our weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've got, like I said, I've got to the point now that my missus just freezes. Leftovers and I take them nowadays and um, put them in the microwave. Very, very small serves. Mm. It's just enough to keep the tapeworm happy and um, mm. yeah, it's it's. But it's yeah, it's it's changed in thirty five odd years. I mean, it used to be good where you could pull up anywhere and you know I've met some really good mates over the years from. Roadhouses, and we're still good mates. And Black Mountain, you know, where we, a mate of mine used to say, oh, "You used to always sit there next, always wanted that fire uh, seat next to the fireplace." Because <laughs> like, yeah, it was fucking cold. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we anyway, we we were only chatting last night, you know, ladies. But yeah, it's a shame that the industry's changed that way. But uh, we can do something about it, I believe. And you guys are making a, um, a good stance, and mm. Bruce is making a good stance, and I think, yeah, I can't blow any more wind up your ass, can I? 
No, but I think, <laughs> you know, I've spoken to a few people and they, you know, they, they ring having a, a gripe about everything. But, you know, the only way is to make a change, you've got to be a part of it. And, yeah. you know, try try whatever you can. It may, whatever you do may not be the answer, but if if you don't you try. Can't, you, can't, you can't sandbag. It, no. I mean, this is a problem with our industry. And, like, one of the – a little quick story is, buddy, I didn't even know who this guy was, Carl Goodfella. I met him because I, I cut uh, steel nowadays. So I, I run from Brisbane down to to Sydney and then laid out a Paul Kimmel and back. Mm. And I was just yep. sitting in this area there having a chat with a guy. And, and uh, but, you know, he was quiet and I, I sparked up the conversation and he never mentioned anything about what he's done and all that. But uh, we're talking about old trucks and I said, oh, I had my own truck. I had a, you know, bar, bar 20 sweet pie or somebody, you know. He goes, oh, so you know the old gear? And he said, here's my truck, you know, 1976, buddy, KTA 450, buddy, you know. Mm. And, and I thought he was doing it up. He said, no, you want to have a look at it? I said, yeah, where, where is it? And he says, it's in the, in the shed. Yeah, it's and all right. I, yep. and I, I walked into the shed because they unload me outside, and so I walked Oh, wasn't I like a buddy, uh, a fat kid in a candy shop? Mm-hmm. I'm just going, oh my mm. God, look at this fucking thing. <laughs> sorry about the F word, sorry. Mm. But, them, um, yeah, mm. yeah, sorry. It's all right, but, I'll uh, let it go on my tab. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, Mikey. <laughs> but, uh, and it wasn't until I grabbed the magazine, which, uh, Michael has as the photo, where you can see with me standing there with Yaki with the buddy, the magazine that he rolled up. And uh, I got back to the in-law, somebody reading the magazine, and it's Carl Goodfella. Yep. <laughs> and I went, bloody, I said to him, I said, bloody hell, I was only talking to him there the other day. Oh, yeah, really? that's, that's the truck I want to buy. And then when I saw him a, a couple of weeks after, and just before, but he, um, you guys went to um, um, Alice. Springs. Yeah. Yeah. And I said to Carl, I said, thank you so much for what you've done. And he said, because I'm a war veteran. And he said, no, no, thank you. And I said, no, no, you've done more for our industry, you know. You know, like, and he's a very genuine, lovely bloke. Yeah, well, we, we spent a bit of time with him over the weekend. We had mm. a few beers and grabbed a few gears. And, yeah, I and want to buy his truck. This doesn't matter about this yet, but yeah, no, I, I don't reckon you're gonna. You'll have to. The, the queue's long, mate. You'll have to get. You'll have to get behind me. <laughs> um, well, actually, hopefully, my numbers come through tonight. Yeah, yeah, lotto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't reckon yeah. you. I don't reckon you'll have enough even then. I think Carl's pretty much in love with that thing. Oh, yeah. he is. He's he's, yeah. he's given me a figure, but he's already told me that. Uh, there's another mob of, of uh, drivers are after his trailers. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, a, no. it's a pretty nice looking truck. That's all I can say. It is. And he's a very, mm. very, very humble guy. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Like, mm. uh, I take my head off to him big time. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's well, guys like that that have made a big difference in the industry and they haven't been there trying to... Um, pump their chest out and claim all the accolades. They just do it. And that's what 
They weren't. Oh, how, do you, how do you put it with that? But he uh, whining. It's like he's on the mic. You'd know. I mean, both of you know. You hear it on the radio. Ah, buddy, this we need to do. You know. And like I said to Carl, I said the only way we're ever going to change anything in this industry is to a write down what our changes, what we what our major gripes are, put it to the mm. government. And then say, in six months' time, if you guys aren't coming to the party with this, we're going to park up for four days. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great it. idea. But yeah, anyway. It'd be nice if we could all do it. Yeah. But, and it is park car, up, not car. park across the highway, just park up. No, no, just park mm. up, just have a long weekend at home. And like Carl mm. said to me, you know, he said, oh, but not everyone will do it. But I said, no, but if the majority of us do it, it's little impact um, the uh, Australia so much, you mm. know, like they've, they've, to the point that the government would actually look and there's no trucks being dragged off the road, there's, you know, no public's not being disrupted by blockades, or, you know. Mm. But, yeah. yeah. Our biggest problem is, is we won't... Nobody, you know, we won't stand together. I mean, anyway. Hmm. Well, <laughs> it's been an interesting chat there tonight. Um, All right, yeah. We might, oh, might go to a song here and we'll see if we've got someone else wants to come in and... Yeah, look, have keep a, up your good work. No worries. And uh, right. Mike, I was the one that told you to use kerosene and get your bugs off the car. <laughs> I've got something better than that now, mate. I've got that Omicron bug remover, thanks. Yeah, no, kerosene's a, lot, kerosene's a lot cheaper. You look at the price of it. Anyway, mate, I'll keep you in check. Yeah. I, look, I look forward to catching up with you guys in uh, Shepparton in February. We'll, be, right. we'll be there. We'll see you there. Definitely we'll see you there. there. All right, mate. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you. So there you go, Mike. You got to have another plug of your cleaning products. Oh, mate. It's it's not cash for comment either. Anyone that reckons that they don't advertise with us, okay? Mm. They do not. They do not. And as I said on the post that I put on social media there, if they do want to advertise with us, That'd be great, and I'm more than happy to endorse an Australian-made product that I believe in. I always will do that. Mm. Uh, made right here in Sydney. Yeah, well, anyway, I do like the Caro, but it's got a certain certain odour about to it. it. At the end of the day, that yeah, it does, it does, it does, it does. I'm always so happy about it. So, before we go to a song, yeah. right, and find out if someone's in, it's Father's Day tomorrow. It is. Yeah. It's, it's still not too late to get the old man a subscription <laughs> to Truck and Five. That's right. And if and if you put him a subscription, I reckon we can probably post him out the first edition early in the week, can't we? So we going out Monday, Tuesday, the next run. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that's right. So well, if you buy a bag and a shirt mm-hmm. and a hat, we'll throw right. the whole lot in together. Throw the whole lot in together. Yeah. Yep. Where do you go for that? So what? www.truckandlife.net.au. That's where you go for that. Yeah. 
So right. they do keep ticking over. And I had a bloke, yeah. I had a, I had a bloke at Eastern Creek the other day come over. And I won't say the name of the company he works for, but he does work for a Queensland company, a prominent Queensland company. Come over, and he bought a T-shirt, right? Mm. We're having a bit of a chat, bought a magazine, and he, he went away. And then he came back and bought two more T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to him, I said, mate, I said, who's the T-shirts for him? He said, oh, one for the young bloke and one for a mate of his. Mm. And I said, I'll tell you what, I better, I, I, so I gave him another magazine <laughs> because I thought, you know, he's never going to get it off his young bloke. Mm. So well, there you go. There's one for you to keep all the posters in, keep it cool, and you can read the other one and put the posters on the wall. So he reckons he's going to send us a photo of the posters on the wall. But anyway, we'll see how we do. It's actually surprising. We've had people that have um, subscribed twice. Yeah. Because they want to keep one of them in, in the original state. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is. It is. Have you seen the amount of the the amount of uh, kids that have been coming in with pictures of holding the magazine and, and the posters? Going to yeah. book week. Yeah, kids going to book week with dressed the as the magazine. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know what else I saw today on social media that blew me away? No, someone has framed Mister uh, Scotty's. Um, 601, the burgundy one, the rig of the month for October. Mm. So they framed the picture and they've built a model of the truck. You're joking. No, and it's, it's on the Australian uh, Australian uh, Truck Models page on Facebook. Yeah, right. I, I, uh, I couldn't believe it. So I said to them, why don't you send me some high-res images of that? Mm. And I'll put it in the models page. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, quite surprising to me. Yeah, you know, it, it it's interesting that people are so invested in it and they love it so much. I I, I thought it, I thought that people loved it, but I I really didn't have a clue that there were people that was passionate about it as we are. Mm. You know, so. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's it's become quite quite a project in that that point. Like just just the stuff that comes through from social media. The, the questions mm. about what's this and what's that, and mm. you know, it, yeah, you, I never realised so many people followed it, um, mm. you know, and the people that cannot believe it's back, yeah, um, some that didn't even know it went away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean it's back? <laughs> what do you mean it's back? Been yeah. around for six years, you know, mm. but it's um. I'm not sure how their excitement was, considering they didn't get it for six years. Yeah. But in saying that, you know, it it's certainly been a project that I didn't believe would be as successful as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always thought they'd be. I always thought it would be okay. Mm. But I never realised just how much people do love it. Mm. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Mm. And the people that want to hold it and cherish it, and you know. Yeah. It's like it's just the duck's guts, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we brought it back as a magazine because I did argue passionately just to make it buddy, uh, an internet thing for a little while, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, we had to put you in your place. Yeah. Well, no, it's true. I wanted to do it. I just didn't know whether we could, you know. It's, well, it's it's a book. It's not mm. just a magazine. Yeah, it's a book. Right. Do you know, there, there's people that have... Um, <clears throat> the original 
Trucking Life magazine, like volume one, edition one from 1976. They still have it. So, you know, not many people have even held a book or anything else in that that amount of time. I've got a volume. I've got a number two. A number two? Got a number two. Yeah. I've got, mate, I've got a fair few. Yeah. I'm quite lucky. I'm quite lucky. I've got a fair few. I've got a number two, but it's a reprint. It's not the original. Mm. But anyway, still got it. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, look, I, yeah, blown away by it. Now, people that are wanting, we still after some regular month entries for the next magazine. Mm. We've got, We've got six weeks until the deadline for the next magazine before I've got to have things sorted out to start heading off to the printers again. Mm. So if anyone wants to advertise in the magazine or if anyone wants to enter into the rig of the month, they need to get that done. Mm-hmm. If, and if anyone's got a picture of what am I going to tell the boss or something like oh. that, I'd like to get some of those. We've got to get some of those in. Yeah. I got a I got a guy sent me sent me a funny picture the other day which I'm going to put in. I'm not going to tell you about it now, but it's funny. Mm. Um, it, it it doesn't even need a caption. This picture, it, you just look <laughs> at it. It's not gut bustingly funny, but it will give you a chuckle, right? Mm. Um. So stories, driver profiles, letters. If you feel as though you want to contribute, we're going to have the letters to the editor section that was always in there. Please feel free. If you if you feel like sending a letter to the editor, it's editor at truckandlife.net.au. More mm. than happy to print them as long as they're not, you know, libelous or anything like that. We'll print, we'll print them. Okay. Do they well, have to start them. with dear sir? No, it doesn't have to start with dear sir. Just dear Ed. Doesn't have to. It can start with that. Mm. It uh, it can do whatever it likes. I don't I don't mind how it starts. It can, hey you. Um, <laughs> As long as it's not AUF and mug or something like that. Because mm-hmm. it could be. You could do that, I suppose. Could be. Could be. Could be. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm interest, interested to know. If you've got an opinion about something, please, by all means, feel free to share it. So editor at truckandlife.net.au will get me. Mm-hmm. Um, the online store's open. We've, I think we've, we've said that, haven't we? We have. Um, we're um, selling stuff. We're... We're a bit light on for caps because we've, we've sold yeah. we sold a few more caps than we thought we were going to. So we've yeah. got another order in for the caps. Yeah. Uh, shirts, bags. Yeah, t-shirts and NX, next, next journey, journey bags. Yeah. And uh, of course the the magazines. Yeah. So I think when I think when when uh, we go over to to the um, next issue of the magazine. What we've got left of issue one, we're going to sell by the online store as well, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, as a single magazine. But I as a single magazine, yeah. Don't don't know if we're going to have too many of that those, Mike. Or it's yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll see how we do. Yeah, but um, yeah. we will be holding on to a few. For... I believe uh, I believe um, the Mortlake Roadhouse is sold out. But I'm not sure mm. whether they because we've got a few. We're, we're having a bit of a talk with the a few of the roadhouse crowds about maybe putting a few magazines in the roadhouses. Mm. But they're, they're not, absolutely not going to be in the news agents. I'm not doing it. Mm. And the reason why we're not doing it is because 
the cost of the return. So if they order you know, 15 or 20 magazines and then they return five, they do that and, and we've made exactly nothing out of them. And if we yeah. we can't do that, it's, it's not a very viable business model. We need to, we want to have the magazine and that means the magazine's got to be profitable. Mm. And if we go around putting magazines in all the news agents around the place and they send back a third of them, that means we're not profitable. That's why it fell over in the first place. Mm. It's, all the, it's also the reason why they fill it up with ads. That's right. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to have some ads. We want to have enough ads to pay for the production of the magazine. But we don't want to fill it up with ads the way it used to be. So, you know, we need to have, you know, good listeners who are supporting us. That's right. And, and uh, you know, that's just the way it's, the way it's got to be. Got to be able to buy a bottle of honey whiskey at the end of it. Well, that's right. There does need to be a lick at the end of it for... <laughs> For, for some of us, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I I'm I'm quite quite happy to to uh, just make enough to buy a carton. That'd be nice. That's all we need. Mm. We're doing our job, then, aren't we? We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. Well, we might go to a song. I think we should. Mm. Bit of the presidents. Right. Now then. Okay. We're about to anyway. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country.
Back everybody. Hey, how are back. you, Michael? You still here? Yeah, I've been a little bit quiet. I've sort of been sitting here. I've been thumbing through an old Truck and Life magazine and sort of listening to you like talk. And I thought oh, I don't need to interrupt you to check on this. No, oh, well, played a couple no. of songs here. Yeah, I was just right. concerned you're still awake. I am still awake. It's not by bedtime yet. Isn't it? It's mine. Is it? Yeah. No, I'm not got quite. Nearly. Blondie's bedtime, I know that. Yeah, she's probably in bed already. She likes to get to sleep before you do so she can get to sleep and not have to worry about you snoring and stuff. Is that, so. is that the plan? Yeah. Or not look at me, one of the two. Or not look at you. Yeah. I, I, know I'd, I know I'd be certainly surprised if I wake up beside you, mate. <laughs> uh, actually, I think we both would be. <laughs> if that was, was going to happen. Have we been that drunk? No. <laughs> Not together. Not together. I don't think so. No. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Yeah. But no. So what's on your news.com? You've been very quiet on that of late. Have I? Do you want to have a bit of a news? Do you want to have a go? It seems to be some interesting stuff there sometimes. Well... Look, let's let me just let me just fire Oh, so this you're up. not even prepared? No, no. Well, I'm no, gonna, no. well while you prepare yourself, I'm going to put a shout mm. out tonight mm. to all the dads tomorrow mm. who Father's are going to have to be getting in that big rig at some time between lunchtime and 6 p.m. Go for a and drive. And off for their normal week. Um, mm. Hat off to you all. Mm. For all I know, it could happen to me, yeah? <laughs> I thought you were over that, mate. Oh, I am, sort of, particularly on Father's mm. Day, but anyway. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, big job um, that we have to go away on what's probably to be the, one of the special days for us. Um, mm. When I say us, I mean, um, yeah. Mm. Mean everybody out there driving. So yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, look, it's, uh, well, I'm, I'm still in the DAF. I'm going back to to a trial of normal duties right. next week. So it's like four days holiday every week. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I've just got um, a message here. Mm. We didn't finish the koala story, didn't we? I don't know. You were telling it. We got well. The, the short story of it is, I can finish the koala story. Mm-hmm. They they were called they called him Claude the koala because he's got huge claws. Right, mm-hmm. that's why they call him Claude. Yeah. 
And after he'd scoffed down like six grand's worth of bloody seedlings, mm. and they caught him red-handed, they, they grabbed him with a towel and they moved him down the road. He was not happy with that. And uh, they, they sort of moved him on, uh, and they hope that he's not coming back. All right. Now, that's the end of the story, basically, that the, the Claude got busted and he got moved on. Mm. There you go. That's the end of the story. So maybe you Sorry. did finish the story, but that listener wasn't listening. No, well, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say that. We did get it. We sort of, it was a bit messy, the ending of it, because we had some callers and Yogi mm. Bear rang up and mm. it, um, it sort of may have got lost in the fog of war. Mm. It's actually yeah. surprising that a koala went to that much effort. Why? Why is it surprising? They eat leaves, mate. That's what they do. Yeah, well, they don't go to much effort to do it. Yeah, well, they're pretty slow. It's like climbing out of a tree and walking across a nursery to do it. Yeah, I don't know. But, but you've, got to, you've got to bear in mind that these are little seedlings and they're probably very succulent. Mm. Some yeah. succulent some succulent seedlings. And <laughs> thought he, I just got a message crack. from that... Uh, person that said whoops right so maybe we've just told that story twice i don't know have we i don't know i'm too drunk i can't tell well, i know <laughs> yeah so um neil mitchell we found we find you the uh the, the breakfast radio gig that you wanted mate mm-hmm. you better chuck your resume in now to 3aw neil mitchell's pulled the pin yeah right it's a 4 a.m start mm-hmm and, four a.m. Uh, four a.m. And I don't think he. I don't think he comes on the radio until about like six a.m. That's a long time before you got to start. Mm, then maybe he does some preparation for his show. I don't know. No wonder he's quit. Mm. Four he's o'clock in the morning. That's thirty-four years he's been doing it for. Yeah, right. That's sleep time. No wonder. Yeah, no, 34 years he's been doing it for, and he's decided to give it all away now, the big radio show. He started a podcast, though, mm-hmm. which seems to be the way way they go these days. They'll, they'll start a podcast. They go from old media to new media. Mm-hmm. We've been doing podcasts for, for a while now, but it seems some of these guys are now joining us. Mm-hmm. And you've uh, gone from podcast to radio. No, I'm still doing the podcast. This no, is a podcast. You, so you've ventured into another another realm. Well, see, I, I, value, I view this as a live podcast, mm. live recording of a podcast. That's how I view it. Well, it's certainly be live. Wrong. It is live. We know that it's live because we're disorganised. Mm. Well, we end up with them. We don't know what's going on sometimes. Disorganised, unorganised. I blame you. I blame you for that. Oh, and I thank you for your blame. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely definitely one of those things. Mm. Uh, so I don't know how you come to that when I say, can you organise this? And you go, sure. Yep. And then now it's my fault. No, it's not your fault when the, when the, when the, when the, when um, the wheels fall off. When the wheels fall off, it is your fault. And it was much, it, it's uh, it's your fault that the guest I had lined up decided that they, they couldn't do it after all. They oh, were, right, eh? They had okay. another commitment, so I'm going to blame you for that mm. too. All right, I'll take the yeah. broad shoulders. You'll take can, that one on the take that one. I can live with that. So, right, so next time I'll organise them myself. Then is that what you're saying? You can do that if you want to. Right, eh? I usually manage to get it done. 
But sometimes, oh, yeah. like 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 today, I I fell short and I feel bad. You've dropped the ball. And I dropped the ball today. Well, I I I, I dropped it. I shot. I, I missed. There you go. <laughs> what can we say? Mm. Oh, look, Saturday night's a challenge. People have all got their own things to do. That's right. And we've been up against some sporting fixtures. Have we? And, and things like that. We've had. We've been up against the soccer a couple of times there on the midweek show. Mm. There's no soccer tonight, though, is there? No, there's no soccer tonight. Maybe everyone's just tired and wants to go to bed. Maybe they are. Mm. There's not really much. I'm I'm having a bit of a scroll through news.com. You know, there's not much to talk about. Really? There's really not. Um, We could talk about uh, old mate Bennett's no-show after his record win. I don't give a toss what Tony Bennett does. Who's Bennett? He's a a football and NRL coach. Yeah, right. Wayne Bennett, sorry. Oh, Wayne Bennett. Yeah, he skipped his final post-game press conference. No, who cares? Don't mm. care about that. Yeah. Harry and Megan have been snapped on a rare fun outing. Ooh, I thought uh, last week uh, they were separated. Were they? No, oh, I thought I that was last week, but... I didn't okay. know they were separated. With every mm. new week becomes new exciting things, but anyway... Yeah. Jimmy Buffett's kicked the bucket. No. Yeah, 76. Jimmy Buffett. Really? Yeah. Proving yet again that it happens to everyone. Mm. That's uh, certainly something we're all destined for. Yeah. There's a teenager's fallen off uh, off a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. 19-year-old university student has fallen off a, a, a cruise ship and they've lost him. They're yeah, right. Uh, that's what happens when you go over the side on a cruise ship. I'm just reading that someone needs a snake catcher in Evans Head. Do they? Hmm. Do they? Yep. A snake catcher. Yeah, snake season, you know. Is it snake season up there? Oh, it warms up a bit. My daughter's got a heap around her place. Snakes? Yeah. What sort of snakes? Oh, I don't know. Big ones? Pythons? You see that one? You see the one in the tree on yeah. social media, like five meters long, went from one tree to another tree. Yep. Yeah, that that's a snake. That's a snake. You You've don't want that one with... dropping onto your bed out through the night, do you? Your cat's gone missing, and that snake's about. <laughs> well, I'd say congratulations to the snake if that was the case. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, not a, not know, a cat person. I lived in a house. Mm. Had a lot, we had a lot of huntsman spiders. Right. And they were that, Did you burn the house down? They were that big. Mm. Through the night, that actually you could hear them drop off the roof. Onto, oh, like, no. Onto your bed. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But they're no, harmless. Move out. They're harmless. they're harmless. They're spiders. They've got eight legs. Hairy. Not yeah, up. but... Well, they yeah, got, they're not harmless. Well, they're not venomous. <laughs> Then they won't sink the fangs into you. They won't kill you. They've got fangs, no. dude. Yeah, but they can't kill you. I think it's they those. Care. Is it the. Oh, those. Um, they call them a money spider. Is that right? No, no, I don't know. Mm, Do like daddy, daddy long legs. Money right spiders, on. whatever. They've actually got the. I think. I'll, I'll gladly be corrected here if someone wants to text mm. in. They, they're the most. Um, Deadly venom, but they mm. they can't break your skin. The fangs aren't long enough. Yeah, so they don't. I heard that. They don't worry you. 
But I've heard that. Yeah. And that's the say with snakes. If you've got mm-hmm. red belly black snakes around your house, yep. leave them there because they scare off all the other snakes. Do they? Mm. Red belly black snakes are pretty dangerous, though. Yeah, but they're not worried about you. Are they? No, they just, they're happy to coexist, apparently. But if you get a brown coming at you, they'll, a red belly will attack it. My call me. So you've got your personal red belly black snake guard, have you, buddy? No. Oh, no. I call <laughs> if, bullshit. If we had a red belly black snake around our house, our dog would be dead. That's right. Yeah, because he's an idiot. That's right. And he wouldn't be able to tell the difference. That's right. That's yeah. why that might have been dead too. Yeah. Because they, uh, they don't, he wouldn't care. He would not care. He'd just chase it. Yeah. He'd chase it and chase it. So I've scrolled all the way down now. Mm-hmm. And we're down to the lifestyle section. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And we can find out why we're offended as Abby has flashed a G-string. We can find out the sad reason why Gen Z aren't having sex. Who's Gen Z? I don't know. Who's Gen Z? Um, there's apparently Beck Hewitt, whoever she is, has started an embarrassing new trend. Um, Was she a tennis player? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm going to open the story up now to find out what's embarrassing. Well, apparently she's one of Australia's most famous stars, Beck Hewitt. Is she? No idea. At what? No, no, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Apparently we're scandalised, though. We're all scandalised. Mm-hmm. Well, we're turning, we're turning, our, turning our backs on outrageous sexy dressing, apparently. So I'm curious about this Gen Z because I'm thinking they're probably only 10 or 11 anyway. Yeah, I don't know. But you know what the thing of it? Tennis player. No, Leighton Hewitt. It's Leighton Hewitt's girlfriend or wife or whatever it is. Yeah, right. What's she do? She's married. Yeah, what does she do? Gets a family. She had to be on, she was was on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. That's her claim to fame, apparently. Right. Okay. Yeah, and you know what, you know what it is? How come she's a celebrity? I've got no idea, dude. I don't know. Right. I don't know. But it's an embarrassing new trend that Beck Yield has started. You know what it is? No. She's wearing a hairband. No way. no way. Apparently how, she was on Home and Away. How has this happened? I've got no idea. We've gone from some young girl mm-hmm. um, being on Home and Away right. to uh, marrying, uh, and, marrying and, a and tennis marri- player, yeah. and now she's wearing she's a embar- headband. She's embarrassing. Like, you've got to be joking. She's wearing a headband. This is a, this is a news story. Right. Right. So Gen X were born between 1997 and 2012. Right. So Gen Z would have to be after 2012. Yep. So that would make them no older than 11. You would think, wouldn't so it? So we're curious about why they're not having sex. I'd be curious why if they were having sex. Uh, well, maybe they, maybe there's maybe our mission, maybe we've misinterpreted. Maybe but the cause. Maybe, maybe they've labelled Gen X and Zs and all this like Ford mm. used to, and now we've got 
Z comes before X, is it? Right? So, it's a, so it's a weird sort of, it's a weird sort of, um, like automotive. Could automotive be. Could be. System, you reckon? Oh, we went oh, from what, baby boomers to what? Yeah, uh, baby boomers. To, I don't know. I'm a, but apparently, I'm a cooker these days. A cooker. That's a, how's that an insult? I don't know. What's a cooker? I don't, well, me. I don't know. If you, if, you, if you don't agree with all the way bullshit these days, you're a cooker. Mm-hmm. All right? So I'm a cooker. Christ knows what that means, really. I've got no idea. So, no. Anyway, so, so Gen Z are having a cost of living crisis. Gen Z? Um, yeah. This yep. is the 11-year-olds. Well, no, they're not 11. Obviously not. I mean, a cost of living crisis that's murdering our financial savings. And it's killing Generation Z's sex lives, apparently. Right. According to Bumble, according to Bumble, 65% of single-gen Zers have reported that their sex lives are impacted by the living situation. Right. Yeah, there you go. So a Gen Z between mum. 19 and 24 years old. They're still living at home with mum, probably. Oh, yeah, it is. And it's exactly what it is. The phenomenon is known as being home-blocked. When you're living... Your living situation impacts on things, even ruining your sex life. Have they not heard of having sex in the backseat of their cars? Not sure. Well, they don't have cars that are big enough these days, do they, really? Well, if they're electric and they catch fire like someone might have seen, I don't know if you'd want to be... Oh, Nick, come on, don't, don't go down that road. Trapped in that, but I still can't work this out. So a Gen Z is... Between 1997 mm-hmm. and 2012. Yep. Oh, I, I've got to look this up. So that's Gen Z. So yep. What's Gen Y? I don't know. You're asking me questions I don't know the answer to. Right. I don't keep up on all this stuff. I don't care about any of so it. So Gen Y was, I can't, this does makes no sense. It doesn't. No sense at all. We, we, need, we need a teenager. Mm. To explain it all to us, like you just like you need a teenager to adjust your phone for you. Mm. That's what we need a teenager to explain all this stuff. I'm not sure how we do go getting a teenager to explain that. So millennials, Gen Y, yeah. Generation Y, right? Eh? Gen Y, yeah. No, see, you can't even Google this to make any any sense. No, it doesn't make sense. No. Well, here's a chart. No. Is there a chart? You got a chart? I've got a lost generation. It's probably else. Oh, this girl's having a wing. She said, "My ex and I were my ex and I, my ex and I mm. were watching a movie in the living room, and my parents decided to join us and watch the movie. He had to go home at the end of the movie. Oh, baby, it wasn't the ex at the time, so no sex there." Mm. So, I haven't heard this one. There's a Generation Alpha. All right. Early 2010s to mid-2020s. All right. I've heard of of Alpha males. Oh, well, that's that's not a generation, though. No, that's just a phenomenon, isn't it? Apparently, Jordan's story is not uncommon. Sydney kids have to live with their parents. She earns 65,000 a year. Mm. And she lives with mum and dad. I wonder if she pays board. 
Probably not. But they're probably mm-hmm. trying to help her out, <laughs> get her out of the house. Do you know, mm. I wonder. Don't I share wonder, with a few of your friends. I wonder this. Mm-hmm. So is that that's Gen Z saying, you know, they can't have sex? They're having a sook. That's having what they're doing. Sook. I yeah. bet their parents, Gen X, mm-hmm. are having a bigger sook. Yeah. their personal lives and what they can and can't do because their, their bloody, bloody kids are sitting on the lounge watching a movie. Why are, you going, why are you going sort of get a house with four or four or five of your mates? You can have as much, you can do it, make as much mess and have as much sex oh, as you like. You probably can't do that because it's two grand a week nowadays, wouldn't it? I don't know. Anyway, interesting. Too much, stuff, too much bloody sucking going on. Oh, no. Anyway, there's another there's another woman here. She's she's met at some bloke and then she's gone on a second date with him and he ghosted her after that. What does that mean? What is ghosting? Oh, that's when you just don't talk to someone anymore. Is it? Hmm. I've been ghosted before. Then. Hmm. I've probably ghosted people too. I don't answer the damn phone to some people now. So apparently, as well, hmm. that Gen X. Hmm. Always, always yeah. cop from their parents back in my day. Well, I used to get that from my old man. That's not a new thing. Well, back in my day. Well, there you go. Yeah. I better re- respond then. But you better. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just not just any generation then. Well, Did you get like... um, the the barefoot bindi patch? Walk thirty mile to school thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that. Did you respond with, "Geez, you were lucky to have a school back then," <laughs> or, or would have that possibly been a little bit of a backhander? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> uh, mate, I got a backhander for answering my mum back. You, you like. Everyone was everyone was going crook about how tough their old man was. My mum was tough. She was tough. Yeah. But mind you, if she said to you, you wait till your father gets home, mm. you were really you were really in for that it. That was then. trouble. You were really in for it then. But you know, I don't know. I'm not, I hesitate to say back in my day. Mm. Back in our back in our day it was different. Oh, but, things um, were very different. Things were very, very different. We didn't have phones. No. Well, not mobile we didn't have, ones anyway. We, had, we didn't, have the, didn't have the internet. Yeah. No internet. Things were very different. Are you trying to explain to a teenager these days that you couldn't Google anything? You had to go to the library and look through these cards. Mm. And if your parents were wealthy enough, mm. they might have had a set of encyclopedias in the house. Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm. Yep. Oh, Do you yeah. remember sitting through that and the, and the gold binding on them? Yep, yep. Now, look, if you had a set of encyclopedia in the house, wow. And and you couldn't actually copy the text. You couldn't even write it then, word right. for word, because the teachers would know. Yep. Yet... Nowadays, Plagiarism. you can seem to photocopy stuff mm. and just submit it or 
copy and paste and that's okay. Yeah, I was going to, I just opened up a story that was about a mind-blowing toy that 20,000 people love. Yeah. And we'll just, we'll just leave it there. Right, yep. Because we can't go any further with that on the radio. It shouldn't. Is that news? Well, it's on news.com. Mm. Yeah, it, it's uh, funny when you, you try to read through some of this stuff. Uh, and we've got, you know, things taking... A referendum soon. God help us with that one. Um, yeah. On on where we go, but well, our news has taken such a turn now, hasn't it? Mm. Of what what is actually news? Well, no, there's nothing. There is nothing really here. I don't see which really qualifies. Oh, Jimmy Buffett's died, seventy six. Okay, that's news. I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, but I don't see Megan and Harry being snapped on a rare fun outing as being news. Mm-hmm. I don't give a don't give a toss at Wayne Bennett. How how do we end up with so so many bloody stories about sport as being part of the news? Oh well, maybe it's diversion from the real news. Yeah, I mean you 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 sort of you know bread and circuses. Is that what you're talking about? Who bread and circuses? Don't know. You know where they you know, they talk about um, having to have the entertainment, like the games, to to distract the populace while things are happening. Well, that's probably most of the media these days, isn't it? To, it is, isn't it? To tell us what's not happening. There's a woman here in America who was attacked, and she had vile words and things tattooed all over her face. Someone tattooed her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was tattooed against her will with obscenities in a cruel attack, and she, and she couldn't get a job. So mm-hmm. she uh, she had the whole lot covered over and like covered in with blue ink. So she all blew all over the face and mm-hmm. up over her nose and and all that sort of thing where these nasty people have tattooed obscenities on her, mm-hmm. and she still couldn't get a job. So. She uh, she's been helped to try and get rid of some of those tattoos by someone who does tattoo removal. Okay, but, but who would who would do that? Who would I, tattoo people, someone in the face? I mean, really? But mm, we we live in a bizarre world these days, don't we? Uh, yeah. Anyway, just they, can't explain that one. Why? I, I don't understand why. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't under, I just don't get it. No. And then and then now there's that there's that woman that got shot by the policeman. Um she it was on the news this evening. She uh, she'd been she'd she'd stolen some alcohol apparently from a bottle shop. Mm. And the cops were there and um they they went to a car and told her to get out of the car. She wouldn't get out of the car. And there was a policeman standing beside the car trying to talk to her through the window. And then there was another one standing in front of the car with his handgun drawn, right? Mm. Because that's the way the Americans roll. <laughs> and uh, she, so she drove the car at him. So he shot her through the windscreen. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding. Mm. I wouldn't kid about that. And, and now this guy's been stood down. Now, if you've got to be there, I suppose... But if you drive a car at someone, then that's 
not a good thing, is it? Well, if you've done it with any intent to hurt them, well, that's... Well, how can you reasonably expect you're not going to hurt someone if you drive your car over the top of them? Well, <laughs> I, can't, I can't answer mm-hmm. that because it's yeah, there's a lot of intent there, isn't there? Well, you'd think. Mm. So why are we amazed when this guy's standing there in front of the car saying, stop, 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 and they go, no, screw you, and then drive the, accelerate the car towards you? Mm. And, the, and then the cop squeezes the trigger. Why are we surprised by that? No, I'd, I'd, you know, but remember when we had the case of the fellow that went nuts down in Melbourne and the police didn't shoot him? Yeah. I mean, you, you can't win, can you? No. Do shoot, don't shoot. You, you uh, can't win. But anyway, we might go to the song. Yeah. And then we'll come back. Right. I'd like to hear some stories about where you've travelled. Well, yeah, that too. In your... In the big rig. Righto. Or the little rig. The Triton, I meant. Righto. Righto. Well, go, go to a song here. Blondie picked this one, eh? Sure now. <laughs> Talk about holidays. Yep. And travelling around and Yep. I know you did did some big stints over there in the west, but yep. you drove over. We did. In the Triton. 
We did, indeed. And you drove back. And you certainly had an adventure on the way back, but yeah. on the way over, what did you do? Did you go and do well, some sightseeing? Well, we, we, we didn't rush. We drove over because, like you said before, when driving, driving around places, you go past the signs. You, I wouldn't mind going down there. I've never been down there and had a look. And Streaky Bay was one of those places for us. Mm. Um, so we went down and we spent a bit of time down at Streaky Bay. And, uh, you know, you, you, you see those rest areas that you wouldn't mind stopping at for a night, you know. And uh, so we did a bit of that because our caravan was set up so that we could we could just sort of camp and be our generator and, and all that sort of thing. We didn't need to worry too much about a caravan park. Mm. Um, you know, we could park in truck stops and annoy truck drivers. That was fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> park, you know, make sure you park right in the middle. Mm. And, you know, it was that was always fun. No, we, we didn't do that. We mm. do the right thing, park up one end or the other. You know, so try so and stay out of the way. You were set up with plenty of water, and yeah, we had a water, we had water and a shower, and had everything we wanted in there. Mm. Um, the only thing we didn't have in the caravan was an oven. Really? Um, yeah, no, we didn't have an oven, but we did have a Weber, and uh, so. Well, well, now you could have an air fryer, and that'd fix everything. Well, yeah, we, it? well, well that's right, it would. Yeah. But air, air fries weren't really a thing. I didn't know anything about air fries. Mm. So, but now I do. That, um, but hmm. no, they're a good thing. But we we used one of those slow cookers a lot. So we'd yep. um, cut up meals like you know for days in advance. So yep. then we get somewhere and you just chuck it all in the slow cooker. Yep. Sit it out on a table in the annex. Yep. And off we'd tour around with the four kids. Yeah. For the day, and by the time you come home, she was all ready to go. Yep. Um, well, we've got um, we've got a uh, an off road camper trailer now, mm-hmm. um, which uh, which we were supposed to use before you know, we were supposed to be using. We were supposed to go to Alice Springs with the camper trailer this year. That was the plan. Until you break your uh, wing. Until I broke the wing, and so I've had this. We've got this big black series camper sitting in the backyard, and um, I'm going to have to set it all up and actually set the camp up in the backyard, and uh, make sure we've got everything that we need to have, and make sure that we don't have things we don't need to have because I think that's just as important. And um, you know, pack it all up, and I'm certainly looking forward to to uh, hooking it up and and going for a bit of a bit of an explore. Mm. It'll look a few other places off-road off road and, and, and go and have a look at a few things. So you might try the Hall of Fame next year. I, yeah, I, I think we will, but I, I don't know about staying in a uh, in the caravan park at Alice Springs after what I've heard. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. you, you can set up out at the Hall of Fame, can't you? Oh, you can, but I don't think it's going to save you, mate. Uh, our, our, our mate Sterl got his jacket knocked off out of his car at all the time. Oh, that's correct. In, in the car in the car park, so don't be. Yeah, always be careful. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I, I believe he. I believe he was silly enough to leave his car unlocked. Mm. We actually that's stayed done. in the caravan park in. Oh, I was just this side of the rain, or the. You know the gap. Yep. Um, 
just on the southern side of that. And it was the same week of the Red Centre Nats. Oh, righto. Yep. So we're in a caravan park and there's utes and that getting around. And they've got lounges in the back and people, mm. yeah, Yahoo. It was a great time. We went out there and mm. sat on a hill and watched the burnout competitions and it was great, you know. Mm. We... um. We first noticed a lot of cars heading down. We we were heading from Darwin mm. down to Alice. Yep. And um, we'd stayed at Dully Waters at the pub that night. Yep. And all these car transporters came in with the hot rods and everything on them. And, uh, yeah, it was a fairly big night there too with quite a few people about. But um, yep. that's one place, you know, if it's not on your bucket list, put it there. It's What's that? The- Dully Waters, the, the pub there. Just the, the like they have entertainment every night, and you know I think we when we rolled in in the caravan, they said, "Oh, are you leaving early or late?" And depending mm. on what what time you want to leave is how they racked you up in the in the park. Okay, because you're like three deep in places. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Right so on. if you're going to be a late leaver, they wouldn't put you at the front. Yep, um, fair enough to. Yeah. But the feed we had there, so you, you could either pick uh, a seafood or a, sta- or a steak or whatever or, or a mixture. So you might get mm. barramundi and steak or just barramundi or steak or whatever. But for a place that's out where it is, uh, you know, the feed was fantastic. The entertainment was great. The kids had a ball. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, they got a pool there. It, it was a good thing, but... You know, from before there, we went to Mataranka. Yep. So all those mineral springs and that there. Yep. Like they're fantastic. It's just yeah, places you got to go and have a look. Do you do you reckon that like doing the big lap these days is a thing? I mean, is it? You, you sort of start to wonder about your safety. I've started to wonder about the safety of it all. Ah, oh, I think yeah. it's something you probably be concerned about, but I don't know how much different it is to you know living normally or what we consider normally like there's always a threat somewhere i'd encourage anybody these days to travel um Mm. when you're young with your kids if you can do it in a caravan you can afford to do it um chuck them in the car go for a lap Um, that what what they'll get out of that and this is my opinion people will argue with me but your kids will gain much more out of that 12 to 16 weeks if you do it over that period than what they will at school. Oh, I agree. You mm. won't get an argument out of me on that. Mm. I mean, you, you go up to some of these places, um, you know, up the bush in far north Queensland, for example, up mm. around the Daintree and everything, you just go and spend a day or, you, you know, spend a, a few days mm. and just have a bit of a look around um, and... And uh, have a look at some of the insects, some mm. of the you know some of the some of the huge orb spiders and things like yeah. that, and you know yeah. the, the the phasmids that you can find, you know the 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 leaf the leaf the guys that mimic leaf uh, leaf insects and things like that. Yeah, mate, it's incredible. And you, and you go up to places like Karanda, there's a big insect museum, or not a museum. It's a buddy, it's a uh, well like a uh, a zoo for insects, I suppose. 
the venoms oh, are off your skull. It's like a butterfly thing or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they've got all sorts of things there. Yep, you can catch from so, cans. You can go out on yeah. the on the cans or put no cans. You can get it from the on the sky rail. Yeah, there's a there's a, a chairlift, I think. Yep. So you catch the train out. Yeah, you catch the train one way. And the sky rail back, and that is it. Coranda, there's a. It's like a. They Karanda. call it a butterf- butterfly museum, is it? Oh, I'm not sure what I think it is. That's the, the one you're the talking venom, about. You, the venom walk- zoo. The venom yeah. zoo. I think. Yeah. I'll Google it while we're sitting. They got a pub there but, too. I can tell you that. Uh, well, there's a lot of great stuff at Coranda. Mm-hmm. I, I quite in, I quite like Coranda. Yeah. Uh, a A R A N D A. So we went out on the on the rail and back yeah. on the on the sky one. So there's the scenic rail up to Coranda, which is uh, fifty bucks. Mm. Um, there's the na- there's the nature park. It's in the rainforest. There's what what else have we got? There's the sky rail, the train, and the coach. Mm. Uh, what else is there? So we stayed at a caravan park in Cairns. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of it right now, but it it was one of the best caravan parks we stayed at. They, yep. When we got there, they took us for a tour around the park on a golf buggy, threw all the kids in the yep. golf buggy and went and had a look and even yep. showed us our site. Said, you know, you're happy right with that? And yeah, yeah. So we, we had a couple of nights there. They had one of those spider bikes Oh, yeah. So there were six of us, and we can all ride it at the same time. You all pedal. Yep. But what I found at that stage was Dad did most of the pedalling. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Mm. But, mm. yeah, and they had a parent's retreat. Right. So that's always handy. Kids couldn't follow you in there. The pool that's always and the spa. handy. Stay out, you kids. Get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. was a fantastic place. But, yeah, mm. but once we went. Inland a bit. Um, there we go. Coconut Resort. It was. <laughs> the Coconut Resort. Coconut Resort. We went to. Wow. We did that when we got into Darwin. We're getting close to Darwin. We stayed at a place there called the Free Spirit Resort. Yep. So the kids were excited. We were pretty excited to go in Darwin because we decided we'd have a few extra days there just to, to chill out. Because it was called Free Spirit, I thought I'd have a bit of a joke with the kids here. And I was telling them mm. it was a nudist colony. Right, eh? So when we get there, you said, sorry, but you have to get your gear off. And and, and none of them were real sure until we got there that that'd, that'd what, be, that'd be what, what they were going into. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it wasn't a nudist resort. But mm. we were there in August. Yep. And we were making comment to the people at the bar by the pool about how mm. quiet it was. Yeah. And they said, well, it's still fairly cold. Yeah. But it was like 35 or 34 degrees. Yeah. 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 But some of those places there with the up in Litchfield and that with the, you know, natural springs and whatever, the, the water temperature is beautiful. You just yeah. glide around on the top. You know, yeah, what's for them crocodiles and that, that? It's the butterfly sanctuary, it's called that joint. That's the one, yeah. It's got a big net over it, yes. And there's a venom zoo, right? As well, where they got all the spiders and things. Do they milk them there? Is that one of those? I, 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen that happen in a few places. But mm. but that tour we did, you know, the kids just, I believe, learnt so much. Yeah. Um, up in the Daintree, there's one there where you actually walk through like a, a skywalk where they've got walkways through all the trees. Yeah. And you actually yep. have a, a little thing with you. It's like a radio and... You get to certain points and you punch in the number and it tells you the story about what's going on in front of you. Yeah. And and they did have that, those spiders that just blend into the trees. You wouldn't know mm. they were there. And, but it was um, a way that was very engaging for the kids as well. Mm. So, yeah. There's, there's, a lot of that, there's a lot of that stuff going around, though. Mm. But, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. You get up there and you... As long as you're smart about where you where you stop and where you where you you know spend your money, it can be quite a quite a good experience, I think. Yeah. And, uh, well, if you go to Cooper Peter, you can just send the kids out into the piles of dirt in the middle of town and go and find some bloody opal, you little buggers. Scratch it in, and, and the stories you hear, you know, people finding something that's worth twenty grand. Yep. Just in a pile of dirt, they throw there in the middle of town, but. The, they're like they're the underground homes, mm. like where they got a pool underground. I've heard of that. Yeah, but I have I have heard of that. Mm. But you you walk mm. into some of the rooms there, and you know, like this is like the perfect environment to go to sleep because you shut the door, it's pitch black. <laughs> There's mm. nothing. So if you like mm. dark rooms when you go to sleep, that's mm. the place for you. You don't have to listen to a rooster crowing in the backyard. No, no, you certainly yeah. wouldn't get that out there. Mm. But, you know, that was a, a great experience. All the little roadhouses along the way where you pull up and might have a mm. night. Mm. Um, you know, just the, the characters around a country pub. Mm. Very much different to what you experience up the East Coast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, it's a it's a very very different environment out in these places, and yeah, mm. but, but it it would be lovely to hear some stories uh, from other people about what they've done. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to go up and have a look up in the snowy mountains and sort of go up there and have a, have a bit of a look. Mm. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we've gone from the caravan to the camper trailer to go a caravan a bit more right, off road. Okay. Yeah, well, our caravan was huge, but it was a highway caravan. Right. And um, it was, uh, you know, it had everything that opened and shut in it. It wasn't as if people say, oh, what's the point of that? Well, the point of it is you can be comfortable and go away and enjoy the things that you want to enjoy. You know, sit down and watch telly if you wanted to and and that sort of thing. And and it it has served its purpose. And Rose and I lived in it while we were building the house on on our little farm at the back of Goulburn there. And... We lived in it for the whole time we went on the Western Australia adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it certainly paid its way. Uh, but now we decided that we wanted to, uh, to do something a bit different and have a little bit more of an explore and get a little bit off-road. And, of course, then I went and busted my wing and buggered all that up. So <laughs> um, but looking forward to it, uh, looking forward to getting and just hooking the caravan up and having a go, and maybe I'll do Saturday night live from some camp and place somewhere in the middle of nowhere, mate. That'd be good. Yeah, wouldn't be too terrible, would it? Well, I just got to get my 
whatever I get set up so I can do this on the road. Yeah. yeah. Gonna, what are we going to get you, buddy? An old pro of or a uh, furniture van or something like that and get oh, it out. I reckon a big old denning bus would be all right. You reckon? Yeah. 40 oh, footer. Mate, uh, Oh mate, uh, copy Southbound has done that. Oh, I can't do that. Then I'd be, <laughs> I'd be copying Southbound. Then wouldn't you'd, I? You'd, you'd be a cop, you'd be copying mm. copy Southbound. No, you'd be, you'd be a copycat. Copycat. We don't want to be a copycat. Don't want to be a copycat. That's what should be. You'd be yeah. a copycat. Well, I might have to yeah, find yeah. a caravan then and do that. And don't want to get any blatant self-promotion either. No, but that um. We're going up to those snowy mountains. That's that's an adventure in itself. Probably not in August either. No, we probably wouldn't do it in August. Um, and I don't know about doing it in summer either. I think it's a... Ah, that's all right, summertime. You reckon? Yeah, yeah, it'd be right. Yeah. Then. But the yeah. the engineering of that, like to go and have a look at some of those dams and that up there, again, somewhere people take their kids and yeah. have, have a look at Australian history and... What actually provides water to some of the food bowls and also electricity in Australia? I don't know how we're going to go with the dogs though. Some of these you can't take dogs into some of the national into the national parks now, can you? No, no. But they do have dog sitters on the fringes of these parks now. Do they? Yeah. Well, it's a good, mm-hmm. good business model, isn't it? Really? People want to travel, can't take their dog. Where are they going to leave them? Have you ever thought about, I mean, I've, I mean, I've, I've wondered about Tones, right? Old Tones used to have the puppies mm. with him all the time in the truck. And and Rose and I had Ollie with us for like three and a half years in the truck. Mm. We don't really tend to see it very much over here, do we? I mean, obviously the cattle guys cart their dogs around the trucks with them, and the sheep guys and that, you know? mm. But you don't often see truck drivers with a pet. In the cab, do you? Not a great deal, no. And it, I mean, with just one there, it would be a struggle. Mm. Not being a single parent. Yeah, but I mean, if if you've got your pup, then you've got a reason to stop and stretch your legs, and you know, pup goes for a run and does whatever pups do while they go for a run, and you go for a walk, and yeah, might be a good thing for you. Give you something to care about other than yourself while you're on the road, you know, something else to think about. Maybe that's something we need in... Um, a bit of companionship. In our uh, road rest areas. The unconditional love of a dog, you know what it is? You know, you know what I mean? It's a, mm-hmm. yeah. I do. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I don't know about, I don't know about my dog Zoe. She's a bit... She'd be a bit of a handful because she drops hair all over the place. It's bloody Labrador. Mm. And a little bit of Zoe goes a long way. <laughs> and, you know, whereas Ollie was different. He's only sort of a mid-sized dog. He's an English Spaniel. Yeah. And he doesn't drop hair or anything, but he does bark and he does run away and he doesn't come back when he's called. Oh, I've got one of them. It's a, a bit of a pain. Yeah. Uh, he does come back when he's ready. <laughs> <laughs> So you there's know. no point calling him? Oh, you might as just not, not bother. You yeah. might as well just save your breath. Yeah. He pissed off at Bell Rumble one night. It's gone for about 45 minutes. <laughs> I was not happy with him. But he did come yeah. back. Yeah, you know, he came back. I was, you know, you get worried about it. 
I used to get worried about him doing stupid things and the finish you discover you just can't worry about them. Mm. You know? They yeah. chase after him. Yeah. Mm. I I know people that do travel with pets and they have mm. have come across these um yeah, boarding kennels or spas at the mm. outskirts of national parks. Mm. Um or I do know people that just one of them stays in it with the caribbean and the other one goes out and does a tour, but mm, fair enough, too. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Mm. I, I can't see them opening that up for for mm. pets. You know, and we we've got a reserve here that they got a surfing well, why, point why, there, I and you can't even take the dog up there in the car. That's illegal. I wonder why. Why is that? I don't, why though? Well, um, it's, can someone give me a logical reason? I suppose if you let them out and they, you know, most and, of the animals aren't, there aren't. Aren't dogs so not necessarily just whether they chase them, but a kangaroo in, will rip the guts out of yeah, a dog. But I think it might be the introduction of different parasites like within the body. So if your dog jumps out and has a has a crap on the ground, it can yeah. introduce a parasite that those those animals in a national park can't handle. All right. So it's not. I don't think it's worrying about who's attacking who, but. What about the parasites in our society that I can't handle? Yeah, well, apparently we can't exclude them. <laughs> Life's not that easy sometimes, Mike. You know. Anyway. No, well, life is easy. Yeah, well, the the thought process is easy. I mean, yeah. But carrying it yeah. out is a little bit tougher sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But still, I suppose if you want to travel and you can't go to all those places, there's still a lot of places you can go with your hound. Well, yes, I suppose. I, I, I did notice when I've been overseas that there's a very, very different culture with the dogs, you know. Like better or worse? Well, better, particularly in Canada. Yeah. I mean, everyone takes their dogs all over the place. Well, you know, we're getting better here. I mean, you can take your dog to Bunnings and... Yeah, but you've got to have him in the trolley unless you've got a muzzle on. Yeah. We allow our children to run around without muzzles. Well, <laughs> I suppose the thing is, even even your quietest, most pleasurable, happy dog mm-hmm. um, in an environment where they feel threatened can act differently. So I suppose, you know, a muzzle's so, not a bad thing. I mean, so, so, can, so, so can your average truck driver when he finds himself in a position. Wow. He can, he can act badly. I, I think there's times <laughs> that all of us probably would have been better with a muzzle on. <laughs> I haven't bitten it. I've, I've never bitten anyone. Nah, but you probably would have if you could have. I've been tempted. Mm. So been here's tempted. the thing, you know, your dog right doesn't here, have I'll that. I'll bite you. You know, your dog doesn't have that um, level of resistance. Who said I was resistant? I just couldn't get to them. <laughs> but you wouldn't have bit them. No, I'd have probably done something else. With so, yeah, I think as a society we're opening up, you know, the people are beginning better. We've got some, you know, you've got pet-friendly cafes and things like that, some that are... That yeah. actually are pet friendly, and others that just say they're pet friendly. But you know, 
I, I think we're getting there, and I can't. I can't see a national park opening up. I think that's mm. that's a legislative change that you know. There's certain sides of parliament you'll never never see them allow that. Mm. No, um, but yeah, who would know? Who would know? Who would know what would legislation know? might get changed? Who would know? I don't yeah. know. But, but it, Anyway, continue on. I was just going to. I was just going to say, um, my my dog's an emotional support dog, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm likely to go off the rails at any moment if my dog's not close to me. So there. Mm. Well, yeah. you are emotional. I can. I have my moments. Yeah. So which dog but, supports you? Both of them. Both of them. Yeah, that's um, right. They keep you I blessed. Need, they do. I need one on either side of me. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to go on? There you go. Oh, I was going to say they're both next to you now. They, uh, well, they're they're, they're here in spirit. They're up in the house. Ah, right, eh? Because you're being banished to the shed. Well, I'm I'm down in the uh, I'm down in the cage. The dogs will be up in the house in Mm. the wall. Yeah. And uh, that's that they'll be laying about up there. And of course, when I go up there, they'll go off their dials and they'll be banging their tails all over the place. Yeah. Zoe will be trying to give me whatever toy she likes as a gift. <laughs> uh, you know, that's what she does. Yeah. Well, I'd like to say mine's Danny giving me support, but he won't be. He'd be up in the lounge. Nah, that's on right. His back with his legs in the air, I'd say. That's right. That's about how they roll. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. That's right. And um, about the time that I go to hop into bed, yep. he'll decide that's the best time to go and park himself up near my pillow. Yeah, no, fair enough too. Yeah. You can't. You you let the dog sleep on the bed. Hey, the, the dog does whatever the dog wants in this house. Does it? Yeah. Does it? Yeah. yeah. We draw the line at the bed. You're not allowed on the bed. They, they can go anywhere else. No. There were rules about them not being allowed on the furniture. That doesn't seem to have stuck. They, well, they, 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 they're not allowed on the bed. If they're allowed in the house, you might as well let them anyway, eh? Yeah, but not on the bed. Why? Well, I don't like. I don't like to be unexpectedly licked at all. See, so our dog doesn't <laughs> lick. Yeah, no, there's always a licker. Yeah. So no. just, just randomly lick you for no good reason. No, Milo, come up there and he'll just he'll just talk to you for a little bit because he thinks right you don't. might have a treat. Yes. And yeah. then when he realises you don't, yeah, then he's gone. Fair enough, too. So he doesn't sleep there, really. He just comes up and has a bit of a chat. All right. And then he goes. Right, And that's right. it. Yeah. Right, He makes his presence felt about 5.30 in the morning. Yes. That's that's breakfast time. Yes. Yeah. So he uh, has enabled himself to tap on the side of the bed. Has he? Yeah, to make sure that someone gets up and feeds him. You feed him in the morning. Morning and night. No, no. <laughs> yeah. In his really. In his gold bowl. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, he's the prince around here. I get up I just, and. Uh, I'm just glad I'm lucky to live here with him. You'll <laughs> <laughs> get in the crumbs from his bowl. Oh, you, he's like off to work. You go. Off to work you go, yeah. yes. And when you get home, I'll be here and make sure you bring a treat. 
All right. Yep. Mm. And, uh, and the demon facilitates that, does she? Of course. All right. Okay. Of course. I think sometimes it's even a conspiracy. Do you? Mm. May well be. <laughs> no, he certainly he certainly rules the house. That's all right. He's a good he's a good dog. I, I know. I, I was wildly amused to see him like going just at the back door when he wants to go out, mm. and he would just he would just sit there and he'll stare at you, say, "Come and open the damn door." Mm. You know, yeah. you got to you've got to do it because yeah. you've been commanded by the dog. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually hard yeah. to work in our office now. Well, I know because that's where the treats are. Yeah. So you walk yeah. in there and he's following straight, and he will actually hit the back of the 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 um, office chair with his paw. Yeah. Like yeah, you know. But hey, he's been trained that way. Yeah. No, you blame. I blame you. Not by me. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, there you go. Mm. But they're great companions, and when you when you show them that love, they they do show it back. Like he protects yep. the house, like you know, like you wouldn't get you wouldn't get in our house if you weren't one of us or you weren't introduced by us. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he, he certainly. I, I I got on all right with him. Yeah, but you probably gave him food. I did too. Yeah, but no, he just he does his thing. He's a protector. And that's yep. what he's here for, and it worked well when, when I was away a lot. Yep. Because um, you couldn't get in the house. Yep. So that's good. Yep. Anyway, do you want another tune? Well, why not? I was just looking at the thing. I've just scrolled down, and there's just sort of nine types of managers and how to manage them. How to manage uh, the manager? Yeah, there are nine types of managers and how to manage the managers. Ooh. Is there nine uh, times? Nine different types, apparently. Oh. I just thought, well, you know, it just it's one of these things that caught my eye. Mm-hmm. There are the micromanagers. Yeah. Uh, the closely monitor every element that they start doing. Be quite controlling. Yeah. We've, we've, all, we've all had one of those. Yeah. Tell you how to do your job in great detail. Yeah. Uh, the passive managers uh, who want to be happy and be everyone's friend and couldn't manage a bloody truck and a you know, truck <laughs> rabble. Indecisive managers. Uh, the, the hardest thing about working for an indecisive manager is that there's a lack of control. Gee, that's a surprise. <laughs> the impulsive manager who makes decisions on the fly. Mm-hmm. The no-detail managers that expect you to work it all out for yourself. Mm-hmm. The managers that are all about me, they're the ones that sort of take all the credit uh, for everyone's work. Then they spread themselves too thin managers. They're the ones that try to be all over everything. And, of course, the I Need It Yesterday manager. Mm. I don't know. What sort of a manager are you? You're a manager these days. I try all of them. Do you? I always found when I was managing things that I was better just to find people that knew what they were doing, make sure they knew what they were doing, and then just let them do it. Yeah. Rather than be looking over their shoulder or something. Mm. I mean, why? It's like barking if you've got a dog. Why Why do it? That That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think anyway. sometimes when they talk, though, about um, <clears throat> different management styles, Mm-hmm. Um, 
I turned to steer away from that. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, I believe a, a manager is is should be classed more as a leader, and to be a leader, you you have to help all types of people. So mm. it's like saying that as a manager, there can be nine different styles, but as an employee or whatever, there's only one type of employee, mm. which I believe there's probably fifteen types of employees. And yep. And you may have fifteen of those. Mm. So, as a as a leader, I, I believe you have to be very adaptable, and treat each person differently, or how they need to be treated, or what what works best for them. So, right, eh? yeah, no, something right, a little eh? bit different there. No, just a, I just look. I'm just looking at the newslot dot com, and it's just one of those things in there that. They like to have the odd little bit of uh, seek information. Mm. Yeah. One of your seven seven words to charm your toxic boss. <laughs> I, I don't need seven words, mate. I can tell you. You don't get two words in that, but mm. you know, as I say, there's a lot of a lot of people have different um, personalities. So, yeah, your management. If you want to pick a management style. That may only work with a certain amount of people too. Mm. So, you may have a mm. management style, and if I come to work for you, it may not work for me. No. So what do you do? You won't, be, you won't be working with me for very long, then, will you? Well, there you go. But what if I was a really good employee? Well, then you'd be working for me for as long as you wanted to. Yeah, but not if you had the wrong management style. <laughs> it's very complex, mm. isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. So. Not always as easy as we think, but I, I do. I'm looking at the different management styles here, and sometimes they're not always managers. They should be in different roles mm. in what they do within a business. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll go to a yeah. tune and we'll come back. Righto. Righto, mate. A bit of uh, Morgan Whalen, you know him? Who? Yep, I thought so. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs>
Here we are. That was on. That was again. only short. Short song. That was only short. Yeah. Like, That's all right. Thank, thank God for that. Oh, you didn't even hear it. No, I know. Yeah, see, it's just a bit of country. You don't like it. No, I don't. Not. I'm only looking at. I'm looking at the waveform going across the screen. Yeah. And you know, like you know, like that bloke in the movie The Matrix, how he can just sort of look and you can see the waveforms in the screen. Mm-hmm. So to sort of see the numbers falling down the screen. I can see the waveforms going across while I'm recording it. Right. Right. So yeah, uh, I can't hear it though. But you just didn't like it because of that. I don't like don't like the look of the waveforms. <laughs> Oh, mm. dearie me. You believe anything, won't you? No, I don't believe one single mm. bit of that. Don't you believe that? You heard okay. the first three bars of it and you said, what's this shit? I, well, I said something. Well, I actually said you're taking the piss now, aren't you? Mm. Well, that's what I said. Yeah. Um, and I said, you don't even know what you're listening to. No, that's right. I don't know what I'm listening to. I've never heard of the guy. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, I haven't heard this. There are things that I haven't heard of that are probably quite good. Yeah, uh, plenty, plenty of them. Yeah, yeah. So what's um, what's going on 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 Wednesday night? What are we doing? Well, we've got uh, the Interstater going to join us for a while from about seven thirty, and we're going to be talking about all those things that float his boat, stuff like wage theft and. And uh, how he gets a little bit, he gets a little bit beat out of shape, like I do, about the ever increasing size of these trucks that blokes are expected to operate, and the ever decreasing amount of money blokes are being paid with, and more responsibility and more difficult to access resources and things like that. And everyone defends it as being a great idea. And of course, you go and say anything to anyone about it, and you, you know, you're trying to defend their lifestyle and, you know, defend their ability to make a quid out of it, a decent quid, mm. and people decry you, you know. Um, I mean, I've driven I've driven some of the biggest trucks. I've driven the biggest trucks in the world on public road mm. and uh, get paid less to drive that than I get paid to drive a single tanker down a single tonne tanker in New South Wales. So It doesn't make a lot of sense, that, and, you know... The skill set to drive what you did in WA would be much higher than that. Well, they tanker. say that they're, they're a handful. There's no doubt about that. And there's a lot of there's a lot of truck in the mirror. Mm. And, but I don't I, I don't I'm not down on the people I was working for there for doing it. Mm. That's I mean that's the environment they're working in, and that's you know that's the money, and no one held a gun to me head, you know. And you know I wanted to, you know I wanted to go and drive these big trucks, tick one more thing off the bucket list, mm. you know. And I'm and I'm thankful that I did, and I got the opportunity. I, did, you know, did something that's so far out there on the on the on the scale of things you can drive, you know, mm. on public on public road, and got to do it. But you know, to 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 come to the realization that you can make just as much money towing a single tanker in New South Wales as you can make driving the biggest trucks in the world on public road is a little bit of a surprise, isn't it? Mm. It, it is a um, challenge. Um, mm where we we do have to always strive for a more efficient vehicle. There's no doubt about that. Mm. But, I, I, and I do not for one minute um, agree that you can have a bigger vehicle and not pay the operator more money. It's not that at mm. all. 
and it's mm. sad that we end up in that scenario. But we we do have to. We've got no drivers, so we do have to strive for efficiency. But we always mm. also have to remember about is there the uh, the right level of safety in them? Mm. Um, some of those bigger vehicles are quite safe, but when well, when that that happens as well, we also get caught in the in the conundrum of our infrastructure is not there to handle them. Yeah, well, as I said to you, I think I said out loud, I'd be more than happy to drive a quad from from you know Newcastle through to bloody Dandenong. You could drive one all the way through there without any drama at all. Mm. You know whether you know they track beautifully, they brake beautifully. Um, they're a little bit slow off the mark. You don't want to be starting at traffic lights, but you can drive all the way from Newcastle now all the way through to Dandenong without touching a set of traffic lights. Mm. There's no reason why, apart from the weight limits on the bridges, that we couldn't tow quads from, you know, ultimately when you bypass Exum and all that, all the way from Brisbane to Melbourne, mm. down the coast. Apart from the problem, big hills. Well, even then, if they're geared appropriately, mate, it doesn't matter. Mm. Well, they can you know? go them, but you know, when we start talking about that, mm. then some of these um, areas do need to. That it needs to be assured that there's three lanes in that scenario. Mm. Well, that's the other side of it. As long as the as long as the roads are up to it, and as long as the rest areas are up to it, mm. you know, that's that's the other part about it. But the real the real story about it is, and what we'll talk about on Wednesday night in great detail, I'm sure is the remuneration for the guys operating these things. I mean, you don't expect someone who's driving these dirty, great big trucks to be paid the same as someone operating something a quarter the size. It's just not right. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. You know, you'd, you'd like to think that you're going to get a, a fair return on your money for all the extra work you're doing. That. Now, to be fair, driving a quad, you don't have uh, driving those ore trucks, you don't have to get out of the cab. Mm. You know, apart from to do your bearing checks, you don't have to get out of the cab. All the lids, all the trailers and everything are all operated from the controls beside the seat. Mm. You know? But having said that, when you're operating the thing, there is a certain skill set there that you need to have. You, you, you know, if you try and drive it the same way you drive something small, you're going to run over a lot of infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, but there's... You know? <laughs> so, there's no wiggle room either. Like, you don't... No. You know, you get... A little bend up in a single, mm. you you can probably recover, mm. or you swerve to mm. miss an animal or something in a single. You've you'll probably come out alright, but in in Maybe. something like you were driving over there, you swerve to miss something, and oh, just with the back with the back trailer sixteen feet across the road, she's probably all too late. Yeah, well, once that once it once that happens and it falls off the side, it's all over. Mm. And no, we've all seen enough videos that that proves that um, that concept. Yeah. Well, the you know the the laws of physics are what they are. What can you say? You know, mm. you know you can't go changing the laws of physics. It uh, it just doesn't work. So anyway, anyway, that'll but, be an interesting chat on, yeah, on Wednesday so night. We'll start. We'll obviously start pushing that a little bit on on Monday, I suppose. Yep. But yeah, the interstater will be on for a bit of a chat. That should be interesting. And uh, if you've got any questions for him or for us, oh four nine one eight two five six double three, or email them to me. Mm. 
um, like it on the road radio or editor at truckandlife.net.au. I'm more than happy to put the questions out there. I want it to be a two-way conversation. Mm. I mean, if there's someone wants to come on and talk about how good life is on K-rates, I'd love to hear it, mm. you know, because there's bound to be someone out there that's quite happy with their K-rate. I, I, I think there'd be a few, but I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be operating on anything close to what the award is or no no um you know but there are some um agreements out there well maybe not even agreements but there are some employers paying quite quite good money and they don't exploit that the twist in legislation like some do so mm. you know but um do we need that uh one shoe that fits all to make sure that nobody is um, underpaid. And if we do that, does that cause someone else to actually lose money? I, I actually mm. doubt it. I think anyone who's paying well above what they need to now is doing that, A, to attract the right people, and B, mm. because they've got the right money in the job to do it. Um, mm. So I'm not saying that everyone can do that, but when you get pressures from from customers on big contracts to drop rates, then obviously that employer's got to find a way to save as much money as they can, however they can. And yeah. sadly, the drivers, you know, the one that cops it, you can't really negotiate the price of fuel or the price of tyres or the price of equipment. So mm. it always comes down to the one that you can. Mm. So. Yeah, well, I don't understand why guys agree to work for some of the money they work for. I really don't. And, you know, there, there are people that are taken advantage of because they've come from overseas where conditions are very different. Mm. And they think they're on a bloody good wicket when they come here. Mm. And and uh, for some of them, they are. But... Uh, yeah, that's not that's not always the case, is it? Not always, no. And uh, we end up with the situation where we have um, people who get captured by their employers because of their driving history, for example. Mm. So you get someone that's got a, a sketchy driving history and you'll get to work for someone who usually wants them to colour outside the lines and do sketchy stuff. Mm. And uh, they'll get a they'll get a job with them where they wouldn't get a job with one of the more reputable companies because of their driving history. Mm. So, you know, the, the whole thing is just a, you know, the whole picture is very dynamic mm. and there's no one size fits all sort of a, a thing with it. Unfortunately, um, the guy that's got a job who's a bit captured because he's, you know, he's had a DUI or something like that. Uh, or he's, you know, he's lost his license for points, and someone gives him a job. Um, he's not going to get a job at one of the more reputable companies. He's not going to say too much about what's sketchy, and he's certainly going to put up with different pay arrangements because he just needs a damn job to pay the bills. And even so, even what he's getting paid is probably well above what they can make. You know, working a. a 38-hour week somewhere mm, in the yeah, industry. Well. So it, there's a lot in it that needs to be addressed. And mm. 
hopefully yeah. there's there's yeah. some change coming. There's certainly well, I'd look, look. I'd like to think that this legislation, whatever it is, when we finally see it, will address some of the issues within the transport industry mm. and you know, make things a little bit better. Mm. I, I would hope, but you know, at the end of the day. Uh, it all comes down to money. It all comes down to cost recovery. It always has. Mm. Uh, and to deny that uh, is being a little bit disingenuous, I think. And like I said the other week, I'm you know, wildly amused that you see all these people who are involved in these you know, protest convoys and all that sort of thing we saw the other week. Some of them are part of the reason why there is a problem mm. because they, you know, they haven't done things. Not, you know, as I've already said, I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. The companies that are treating their drivers properly don't have a problem finding drivers. Mm. So, you know, you've only got to work. It's not rocket science. Well, it's it's not. And sometimes there's some good people out there that should try working for those companies instead of just chasing the flashes truck down the road too. Well, there's a bit of that too. Mm. I've, I've always been... Well, I've had my days when I like to drive the blingy truck, so I like I like a blingy truck, but I like to get paid properly a lot more. Mm. Just nice. Um, sometimes you can have both, isn't it? Well, sometimes you can have both. Mm. Um, you know, there used to be an old adage in transport: if they had lots of bling on them, the money wasn't real good. <laughs> and everyone, everyone knew that. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a secret. It's still the same, I think. Oh well, still, you know. Still there was- there was blokes that used to to um to buy the big flash gear because they knew they didn't have to pay people properly. Mm, they could get the guys to drive it. Because mm. I've always been wildly amused with drivers that'll spend thousands of dollars of putting bling on a truck they don't own. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, that that does my that just does my head in that. Why would you do that? It's always an interesting one, isn't it? Right. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. anyway, maybe we'll get a few people to call in on why why they I, do things like that. Well, I hope so. Wednesday night, it's going to be an interesting conversation. I think. Yeah. You know, join us. Join us. It might be a little bit fiery. Ooh. We could get a little bit off. We get a little bit loose. Mm. We'll Never see know. how we do. Never know. Anyway, you know it's been a great Saturday night. Yeah. I'll throw some news on here. Yeah, and uh, wander off to the cot. Yeah. All right, Mike. Thanks for being here tonight. Thanks, mate. And uh, thank you. No worries. Thanks, listeners. We'll talk to you on Wednesday night. Thanks to everyone who texted and called in and that too. We appreciate it. Thank you. Good night.